With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So as you'll see from the title, today we're going to talk about NBA trades. And I know it's really early in the season to be doing that, but I think we're going to lean into that. The point of this is to give an early overreaction to teams that are struggling and that clearly need to make moves. And we're going to talk about the players that are at the center of that and should probably get moved. And then we'll see in the future if these problems, you know, maintain and they actually get traded or if they end up looking stupid. Listen, we're blowing up like eight or nine teams today. That's really what we're doing. <laughs> we're hopping in the, in the trade machine. We're making blockbusters for two hours straight. It's going to be fire. There will be great trade proposals made and also terrible ones, of course. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you know what this podcast is about. Vibes and nonsense. A hundred percent. And I think the, the main thing I want to talk about with this is mostly to talk about the team dynamics for teams that clearly need to make moves. Yeah, man, if you're all watching on YouTube, drop a like and subscribe. If you're on audio platforms, leave us a review, rate us five stars. And if you're on YouTube, head over to the audio platforms and go ahead and drop download and load it on Spotify. Do the reviews for us on that app. Help us boost those numbers, even if you don't actually listen there. But yeah, man, let's get into it. <laughs> the cranium is crazy. Oh my God. I mean, I really don't know, don't know what to say. So as y'all saw, that was a very different intro than usual, and we did that because yesterday, or I guess two days ago when this was finally dropping, we announced on Twitter that we're officially partnering with House of Highlights to be a show under their umbrella, and yeah, man, it's a whole new era for the show, and I saw some people in the comments were like, what does this mean for the show? Nothing's going to change. All it means is more content, more opportunities, a bigger, I don't know, microphone on the show to bring it to more people. It's going to be great. Exactly. You're going to be seeing way more of us and there's going to be a lot more content just up leveled, everything high level. And we're going to be doing our thing as usual, crown eaters. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Making it uh, phase two for the crown eaters. Give them give them more of what they need. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. The whole first year has been very bare bones, has been just us just getting it out of the mud, figuring out free time to make everything happen. So just expect double down of everything you like about the show. More opportunities for that. And yeah, just like like most of it, you're going to see more from us going forward. And when he says getting it out the mud, we mean quite literally getting it out the mud. <laughs> Recording up to 2, 3 a.m., setting, uh, sending footage, <laughs> 3, 4, 5, 6 a.m., bro. Shit was crazy. But now we're here and we're going to go crazy. Look, I, look Isaac, Isaac was saying, like, we're going to get out the mud and, like, everything is going to stay the same. But, like, along the way, I think everybody has, like, acknowledged every kind of, like, level up that we've done. Whether it be, like, oh, like, the cameras are different, the audio is different now. Like, if you go back and you look at one of our shorts from, like, last year in July, yeah. it looks and feels completely different than, like, what it mm -hmm. is now. But I think that, like, our chemistry and our synergy has just gotten better. So that's really, like, all that it is. Like, production, level's yeah. gonna, production level is going to get better. I, like, the opportunities where you guys see us is going to be different. But, like, we and us three are going to be the exact same. And it's, it's just going to be good vibes moving forward. 100%. Like you said, we've been improving little by little. That improvement is just going to skyrocket. The same, the same trajectory we've been on, it's just going to be amplified. 
Yeah. And look, this couldn't this couldn't have happened without all of our crayon eaters. So thank y'all. We appreciate we appreciate <laughs> y'all. Exactly. We appreciate y'all for watching, commenting, rocking with us as much as you guys do. So shout out Absolutely. to y'all. Yep, shout out to the crayon eaters. We're gonna start every episode with that. <laughs> yeah. Now let's talk about some NBA trades. <laughs> <laughs> about I think about time. Listen, before this, we took like seven minutes trying to make this intro. This was the <laughs> hardest seven, eight minutes of, of content that we've ever done for no reason. Yep. Straight nonsense. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, so how we're gonna do this is we're each gonna take turns naming one player that needs to be traded from our perspective, talk about the team, talk about where we want that player to be traded, and go one by one until we hit 10. So I'll start. I think we have to start with the Chicago Bulls, like I said. And I think it starts with how they have to trade Zach Levine. Mm. Okay. Are you all in agreement? Yes. Uh, who the hell isn't in agreement? You also could have said <laughs> anybody on the Chicago Bulls. I would have been like, yeah, like yeah. They, they probably have to go. Yeah, but I think... Th so let, let's take a step back. What's wrong with Chicago Bulls from y'all's perspective? They're obviously not good. They're mid. We've all been thinking that. Why is that this year? Well... Vibes are extremely low, right? Players <laughs> players only meeting on night one. That's crazy. So there's so like there's that. But then you also have like the structure of your team in these two perimeter guards, or I guess forwards, whatever wings. And yeah. like Levine is good, but he's not top ten. DeRozan is past his prime. He's still good, but he's not he's not at that level. And so you just don't have enough talent to get you to where you were, where you want to be. And they're paying all this money to be in NBA purgatory, to be mid of mid. And that's just not where you want to be. Like if, if you're not a championship contender, it's honestly better to be kind of at the bottom, maybe have some hope, start in a new direction. Yeah. yeah than to be in the middle and just be like bleh for years. Yeah. And that's exactly what they've been. And you mentioned Levine and DeRozan being, you know, just, just not good enough of a combo as your top two players. They don't have enough juice to really compete. But the real nail in the coffin, I think looking back, we all agree, is when they traded for Vucevic and kind of doubled down on that core and said, this is our big three of very low-level all-stars. And Vuce himself isn't even really all-star level anymore. So it's really the combination of those three being your key guys, none of which are good at defense, none of which are particularly good passers, all kind of just want to be in the same area as the court. It's just all around doesn't make sense. And I think everybody agrees on that. But look, but for 27 games, when Lonzo Ball was healthy, they were <laughs> they were number one in the East. And listen, but now now that Lonzo's ball... Wow, can't even talk. Now that Lonzo's knees... Lonzo's ball? <laughs> I know, that's, that's wild. Where is your that's mind, wild. man? My bad, my bad. He has a hard name, okay? If we're trying to say it plural... <laughs> what? Things, he really doesn't. Things can really get mixed up. Ball. Things can get mixed up. The You're the, the only person in history who said that. Let's listen, listen, listen. I tried to say Lonzo Balls, as in the possessive apostrophe S, and it came off <laughs> as the plural Ball S. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It can get confusing. So, any, anyways, Lonzo's knees. Never heard somebody explain a pause this much. <laughs> Lonzo's knees went haywire. Right. And yeah. he's there. They're cooked at this point. And it's like extremely tragic. And so like the the main connector that they had who can do a lot of the defense, a lot of the passing that their stars couldn't. He's no longer there. So like we never been able to see the full potential of this core. And if he's not coming back at whatever level that he was at, which he's obviously not going to, then you kind of have to move on. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. So Mo, this... where do you want to see Levine if he's get traded? Where do I want to see Levine if he wants to get traded? Well, first and foremost, 
I will say that my first trade package, I'm glad we're all aligned, does involve the Chicago Bulls and Zach Levine, and I believe that he should be traded to the initial team five years ago, I believe, that initially offered him a contract, which was the Sacramento Kings. Now. Oh, okay. That's interesting. The Sacramento Kings. They do not have anything uber enticing, of course, because, you know, what I'm saying there they, they don't have as many. They don't have any all star pieces or young players who you're looking your chops at or by any means or whatever who would fit on that team. So this trade, this move would be just a pl- them pleasing Zach Levine. And if this trade was to happen in a pack, I could envision a package of something like Kevin Herter, whose role has not been as impactful so far this season. And we we saw the impact last season in the playoffs specifically start to deteriorate a little bit because Malik Monk is just a ridiculous role player, six-man type guy. And so yeah. I envision a trade package of Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes for probably contract or reasons he's making a bag and whatever pick that they want. I think that's another thing that's in, that's underrated about the Sacramento Kings. They have a lot of picks and they own all their shit for the next few years. And so if I'm the Chicago Bulls and they go, if Zach Levine specifically creates a trade, uh, requests a trade because it's not happening unless Zach asks out or DeMar asks out or anybody asks out, I'm actually taking a second and I'm listening. And I think the Chicago Bulls should hoard any type of assets that they can so they can just yeah. build this hub of real men and trash. Do this? If I'm the Sacramento the Kings, Kings do that. with my beliefs about the Sacramento Kings, this is something that they should do because they haven't upgraded their talent compared to every other team in the Western Conference. And on court, the fit is damn near beautiful to me with Zach Levine and uh, also De'Aaron Fox whenever he gets healthy in a couple of weeks. So this is something that yeah. I would do if I was I just... I don't. That's such a. I mean, what do you think, Donovan? You go first. It's a very like double down kind of move, in terms of yeah, it is. In, in terms of like, hey, we already aren't like the best defensive team. Let's just not play even more defense, right? <laughs> and we're <laughs> really just gonna like get buckets for forty eight minutes. And so it's yeah. like, it's it's cool, but I think that they they already have, and they probably you know look at their guys a little bit differently. But they have two guys who are low-level all-stars in Fox and Sabonis. And then if you put Levine in there, you're putting another low-level all-star in there. And so, so you think they're Bulls yeah. 2.0? <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. low-key, very similar to the Bulls, just a lot faster. Like, and better. <laughs> yeah. Faster, better, yeah. and a little younger. <laughs> yeah. Sabonis is a quicker Vucevic I can pass. De'Aaron Fox is, you know, a slasher like DeRozan, just way faster, younger in his prime. Like, that's not a totally different team. Keegan Murray supercharged Patrick Williams. <laughs> <laughs> supercharged Patrick Williams is hilarious. But yeah, so it's better, you're right. But I I've kind of I'm growing to have the belief that if you're gonna have a guard like uh Zach Levine, a non-defensive oriented point guard, I mean shooting guard, I think I think it's hard to have two defensively deficient guards on your team at once, unless you have a generational defender to anchor it. If you have a Joel Embiid, have Anthony Davis, etc. If you don't and you just have like regular defensive talent outside of that, I think it's really hard to have two guards, neither of which are above average defenders. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. I think, and also I think at, at this point, like the Kings, it feels like something with them has changed. And I think that right now with Mike Brown coming in, them having the, su- the success that they had last year, they might value the continuity 
at least for this year to be like, hey, let's run it back. Let's see what kind of success that that we can have. Because if a lot of teams in their position, maybe last season was the offseason where they're like, oh, we just, you know, we just leveled up. We got to the three seed. Let's go out and make a move right now, really capitalize. And they kind of stood pat on a lot of the things that they had. And they were they're like, mm-hmm. listen, we're going to go into this next season and kind of prove to everybody that we can do we can do this again. And so I don't think that like yeah. for this year, this might not be the trade for them. No, yeah, that's yeah, definitely I, But fair. I can also see if, if this is the price, it, it, it depends. Yeah. I don't know who they have to fill in Harrison Barnes' role as the other forward next to Keegan Murray. But if this was the price and it was like Herder and a pick. What do you, you have, have to that, lose? That, yeah, exactly. Like Levine, the Herder is not some great defender. You know, he's fine. So like if this was the deal, I think it would make sense. It, we would have to see if the Bulls value that first round pick because... I don't think Zavak Levine has like the most trade value right now. He's not a monumental piece whatsoever, and that's why he's going for the low. And I think something that'll be enticing for the Sacramento Kings more than the Chicago Bulls, because mid is mid, they, they're going to do whatever they do, is that they're <laughs> looking at their big three, which is De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, and someone who a lot of fans and people in the Kings organization look towards when it comes to making that leap and being the third guy, third star is Keegan Murray. And yeah, He's been playing ass also, you know what I'm saying? And I think him being the fourth guy on most nights is truly probably his best position in the NBA. And I think if there's a chance, if he's still playing like meh, 30 games into the season, 25 games into the season, and Zach Levine's name is floated out, this should be a trade that they just go ahead and let fly because that first round pick that they're getting in 2025 or 2026 uh, is not going to be anything that changes the trajectory of your organization whatsoever. Yeah. So if you get someone, if you just get a better version of Kevin Herter, which is Zach Levine, what? How bad? How badly can you lose? Now, something I will say is like losing that depth and one of the probably the best, one of the best defenders on their entire roster in Harrison Barnes does hurt, and he is actually playing well. But Harrison Barnes is Harrison Barnes. So how far can he really take you? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think they would entertain this. I tend to think that they'd probably want to give at least one more season to this core and see what happens. But yeah. I think this like this if they fail again in the playoffs, I could see them entertaining this next summer. Yeah, the team that I most want Zach Levine to go to is the Detroit Pistons. I don't know if y'all have okay. thought about this at all, but they have Kate Cunningham, a very strong defender at point guard, big guard. They have Asar Thompson. Looks like he might be a generational defender as a three. They have Jalen Darren at the four. Look like he might be a pretty fucking great rim protector at the five. At the four, I think when they're healthy, they're going to start Bojan. The two, they start motherfucking Killian Hayes, the worst scorer in the NBA. (laughs) And they do that for defensive reasons. And because of that, they've kind of cast Jaden Ivey to the side. And Monty Williams, you know, he chose, like, that's the young guy he doesn't fuck with this year. I think if they were to trade Jaden Ivey and give him a new team that will actually let him flourish and, you know, be the starting point guard for a team and brought in Zach Levine and let him play next to two six eight uh, wings that can be the one and two options defensively, I think that is kind of like the perfect fit for him, especially because I'm not sure if Cade is going to have the long-term scoring punch that we kind of thought he might have coming into the league. If he's not going to quite be that level of scorer, Zach Levine might be the perfect compliment for him. You know, okay. I like that trade a lot. It makes, it makes sense because 
they're just saying completely fuck you to Jaden and Ivy, or at least for this moment. <laughs> and so someone like Zach Levine, who is one of the still one of the most explosive scores in the NBA, although this season may not revert like show that actually so far. Um this is like I think Cade Cunningham and his three level scoring helps. I think they their game bounces back extremely well between the between each other because Cade is not the most yeah. explosive player in the NBA. And, you know, I'm saying Zach Levine, all he does is go, go, go for the most part. And so I think having those two be your be your backcourt over the next few years will help everyone's growth overall. And just, yo, the spacing is atrocious. Asar guards the best player. Asar guards the best player. Mm -hmm. Cade guards the second best player. You have have Duran in the back end. Like, Levine's going to guard like a corner shooter most of the time. Like, it's I think it's a good scenario for him. I think I think so, too. I Honestly, the only reason, or I guess the main reason why I like wouldn't see this coming to fruition is that they're like, they're not only in the same conference, but they're in the same division, and so it's like, <laughs> and so like that that might be a reason why they might, you know, are the Chicago like their team Bulls is an organization who really cares about this? Like, I don't know if the Bulls really they care because be. they're not compa- they're not competing. The only thing that they're competing for is like ticket prizes and filling up the arena every night. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the problem. Well, I mean, don't so ask, probably don't ask them care. that. I mean, don't ask them that. If you ask the Bulls, like what they're playing for, they're playing for an NBA championship. Which, but they lie. They lie in everyone's faces, though. That's what they no, have to say. <laughs> and we know that. We un- we understand that. But like, if you tell them, "Hey, we're gonna trade," like these trades for the Bulls only make sense if they are trading everybody. Because yeah, if yeah. they are, if they're only gonna trade Levine and they're gonna keep DeRozan and Vooch. It doesn't make sense because you are you're not upgrading yourself enough to be competent right now. So like unless unless everybody else goes and it's a fire sale, then that's the only that's the only moment where I think that this like makes sense. Yeah. But with with the with the right hall of picks, I think I think for sure, yeah. Go go ahead and go ahead and yeah. do it. And obviously, well, we're, well, let's move on to DeRozan because I'm glad you said that. Like, if they're mm-hmm. gonna do this, they're gonna blow everything up. So I think we should use DeRozan as like one of the next of the ten players to talk about while we're on the subject of the Bulls. But before we move on from Levine, a lot I feel like the most common place people would talk about has been the 76ers because you know they trade for those picks. Really? They obviously have another move to make. That's, Do you like him on the Sixers? Eh, that's that's not yeah, why. Yeah. That's not that's not yeah. It like doesn't like move me too much. Are you gonna say Miami? Yeah. That's that's what I'm, I think for I think Miami is very clear like you guys need more juice in your offense and it's been like is he, if they wouldn't so trade for Bradley Beal then why the fuck would they trade for Zach Levine because they because they've done this for years and they've been like oh no like we won't take him we won't take him we won't take him and then you look up now and your team is offensively very deficient and you like you missed out on Dame Beal. KD, all these other guys, you might as well settle and get just a little bit more offense, especially after Struess and, and Vincent are gone. Like, you have to do yeah. something, right? That's, that deal that's will what, probably include Tyler Hero, right? Wouldn't that deal include Tyler Hero most likely? Absolutely, it has to. It has to. Has to? Is my he mind that is much like, better than? Is he that much better than Tyler Hero? Bro, that, like, is, is that swap going to make them meaningfully that much better? Tyler Hero hooping to start the year right now is averaging twenty five points per game. He's shooting forty four percent. Let's fuck it. Let's say forty five percent from the th- from the f- from the field to prop up my propaganda. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he's shooting forty one percent from the three point line. Zach Levine's averaging twenty one, and his efficiency has been struggling for us or whatever. And in my mind, they are in the same vein 
an archetype of the type of two guard that doesn't really move mountains for a lot of teams because they're negative defense and also they're not the greatest playmakers in the world and they just have a hyper skill set of shooting and just getting an abundance of buckets at a rapid rate you know what i'm saying and with that play style you have to have specific type of guards and defense around you and all that and i just don't think that's anything that you build around zach levine is not someone that any organization should want to build around whatsoever because he's not going to lead you to anything but you know what I'm saying? Mid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I just don't yeah. think that's the right move. Yeah, it's like he's better than Hero still. Zach Levine's numbers are worse because he's in a fucking awful situation playing with that Bulls team that we clearly outlined why they're not working. If he was in Tyler Hero's shoes, he'd have better numbers too. But I don't know if it's like that much better impact that it's worth giving up assets or, or that being your all-in move. I think I think they have to make, make, a, make a move though. I, just I like, agree, but is just, it him? Just, I mean, what else is out there? And that's that's the that's the big thing is yeah. that you've already waited so long that now you are in the like consolation bracket, and so Zach Levine is at the top. He's the prize of the of the consolation bracket, he, right? He's at, he's at he's at he's at the top of that list, and so he would be one. There's of a the, Joel Embiid looming this next offseason potentially, so maybe they're waiting for that. They, Ooh, man. I don't I don't I don't want to hear waiting. Let's save from that the, for episode eighty nine, man. <laughs> but I remember going, we spent a lot of time on Zach yeah, Levine. We should move yeah, on to no. another player. Yeah, no. We got, do we, we got nine more players to go through. We got we got to move fast. We're gonna take a quick break from the pod to tell you guys about our newest partner, Sleeper. And look, I'm having so much fun watching all these games in the first couple of weeks of the NBA season. And when I want to take that fun to the next level, I go play daily fantasy on Sleeper. And that's because it's super easy to use. I can play on the app or I can play on the desktop. And all I have to do is hit higher or lower on my favorite player stats for the night. I can make small entries with just two to three players, or if I'm really getting crazy, I can make big entries with up to eight players. Everybody's always talking about how much they know ball, how they know exactly what's gonna happen. And if you really wanna put that to the test, you can sign up today using promo code DEEP3 and Sleeper will match your first deposit up to $100. Sleeper is available to download and play in 25 states across the country. You 100% should read the terms and conditions before you play, and you should make sure to play responsibly and not do too much. But if you want to play alongside us and put your ball knowledge to the test, sign up today using promo code DEEP3 and have that first deposit doubled up to $100. Do you want to talk about DeMar DeRozan for a second or not? Briefly, briefly. because it's, it's I just want to say, the Bulls. first and foremost, quick, go? while we're talking about the Bulls, it doesn't matter where he goes. I just think overall it's going to be hella hard to move him because he's the type of player that you have to, that you have to bend for. You know what I'm saying? And... He's not as like plug and he's not a plug and play as plug and play as Zach Levine, and he's getting kind of older. So I don't know what team would yeah. want to fucking trade for him. I think he's stuck. To be honest with you, I think he's I think he's a Nick. Yeah. I think he's a Nick because if this were to happen, they blow it up. I think they could probably dump Julius Randle, not to the Bulls, but in a three team trade, whoever wants Randle, and that's the only way it makes sense. I think. I think if you can get rid of Randle, I think Levine's on a shorter term contract. I think we should pull that up. Maybe I'm talking my ass, but if you can get off the Randall experience, that's clearly not working. And then you bring DeMar in there for a short term, however long, I think he has two years left on his contract. And kind of like keep a similar configuration with Brunson and then a non-shooter next to him that's like good, but not quite good enough. Hmm. Maybe that's appealing to them to mix it up. I'm glad you brought up Julius Randall. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you brought him up because for, for the Bulls talk... I, I hope we can end this here because we have talked about the Bulls for a yeah. while. 
for a lot. Okay, let's move on. Is Julius Randle your first player? He's he's number one. And the team okay. that I have for him is anywhere but New York. I'm done. I'm done. Get, get <laughs> him a for sale sign on his ass. Damn. Get him. Get Please him out. must get him out. go now. <laughs> get him. Get him out. I've said since since the day he's been here. Listen, I I love I love the Knicks. I root for everybody. Him, his love is conditional. If he is thinking it up, if he is thinking it up, I do not want him on my team. Right? You have to produce at a high level for me to to really want you there. The effort that he has given this season has been terrible. What we saw in the in the uh, I think it was in the plane. It was either in the playing tournament or just in like a random game. I think it was in a random game where he waved waved off Brunson after after he had the um the clutch shot miss. I was done with that. He's shooting. Wait, wait. Can we can we scroll up just a little bit to see his his stats? Nikhil Nikhil pulled him up. He is shooting. What is this? 29 percent from the field, twenty five percent from three, and he's shooting sixty seven percent from the free throw line. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, he's not been great. I'm I'm done. I'm done. This is I'm odd done. your Julius Randle, man. What did you expect? Come on now. Y'all y'all tell y'all tell y'all tell me. I'm blinded by I'm blinded by his poor stats. I don't even know where he would fit. I just want him gone. That's where where should he go? Whatever team will take him in the salary dump at this moment, because there's no leverage. He's playing like shit. There I can't name a single team that would make sense in terms of like they actually actively want him on their team. They're like did, Mo, do you have any ideas? There's literally no teams right now that make sense. <laughs> the only team if you were to ask me this four months ago, I'll be like, Oh yeah, I got a team, the Utah Jazz. But guess what, Donovan? My team traded my dumb at my garbage ass for before your team did. So <laughs> you're out of luck, buddy. Sorry, man. You know what that means? <laughs> He is a Washington Wizard in a salary dump. <laughs> That's the <laughs> only team that makes sense, bro. The Washington Wizards, hey, man, they're a free lick right now. Any player that you don't like who's probably getting overpaid, go ahead and send them over there. Washington can we, will take care of them. Can we get the but league expansion now? Can, can we get the league expansion out? Can we get him to <laughs> Vegas? <laughs> can we get him to Vegas? Can we get him to Seattle? Can we do that? Because this is not working, and it's it's frustrating. See, the problem is, the problem is they can't salary dump him. Yeah. Because if they were to do that, they would suck ass and be wasting Jalen Brunson. The only way they do that is if it's in the offseason and they're making a play for salary cap space and they're going to try to go after people in free agency. They're going to throw Max at Siakam and Max at OG, whoever is going to be there. But in terms of like in-season like looming moves, they're kind of stuck with them because nobody wants them. If you dump them for nothing, listen, you don't have Obi Toppin to slide in there anymore if you thought maybe he'd be the answer. Who's the clear replacement there? Yeah, there, there's is. not. There's only the they don't only, have a Jalen Johnson looming waiting to get more minutes. It's only if like if Embiid tomorrow was like I want out, and then you're like, okay, well, yeah. like you guys can have Randall. Like it, he'll be yeah. fine for you, maybe. Like that's that's the only reason the Sixers wouldn't want his ass. They were, no. I mean, there's if Embiid, a, you, if Embiid is, is if Embiid is asking for a trade tomorrow, and obviously that's a crazy hypothetical considering that they're like playing yeah, well, it's not happening exactly. So like. He crazy stuff would have to happen for him to actually be moved, and but he need. We're just talking about people who need to be moved. He needs to be moved. I think that a change of scenery for him is what's needed. I think for the Knicks, this experiment, I've not even like an experiment, but like this era is done. I think we kind of know like where he caps out at as a player, and yeah. so it's yeah. just. I think right move now, on. 
we're at a, we're in a period in time. Fuck no. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> would, you, you know how they, mad Obi Toppy Obi would be? Facts. <laughs> <That'd> be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> be like, I can't get away from him. God. <laughs> yeah, no. The market right now for Julius Randle is in hell, and he has he brings negative value currently as we speak. Now things can look different, like six, seven, maybe. A whole year from now, you know what I'm saying? When things settle down a little bit, Siakam's no longer in the market because if I'm any team, why the fuck would I look for, look at Julius Randle that when there's a way better all-NBA yeah. version of Julius Randle out there in Toronto who probably wants to get but, traded? And this is probably a great... Ooh, Isaac, what you want to say? What you want to say? What you want to say? No, I was just going to say, also we should keep in mind, Julius Randle is kind of like positive regressions coming. He's not going to shoot twenty seven percent. Obviously, yeah, the field forever. Same thing applies though. He could shoot forty percent or forty five percent. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so like, it, they're stuck with him. There's no market. If they were going to trade him, it would be like the trade deadline. By then, he'll probably be more normal. Julius Randle. So like, by then, it won't be all doom and gloom. So it would it would probably be possible to trade him at some point once he has positive correction to the mean the but even then like still stands who would want him like where would he the fit the market is not yeah. right the, yeah. there's no market it doesn't matter know. how good he gets cuz everyone knows what he is at the end of the day and unless like an insane injury happens or whatnot you know like there's no real space for Julius Randle and who he is as a player just yet like he's a He's a good player, and he does good things for the most part on teams or whatever. But there's no team in my mind that's willing to take that type of risk and give up those type of assets, like midseason, yeah. like whatsoever. So next year, there's it'll just probably not a be lot of teams that need fours. Exactly, like it literally run down the teams in the East or West, and they're good except for maybe two or three. And those two or three teams are have like young players that they're trying to figure out. You know, what I'm saying why the fuck yeah. would they kamikaze their own team? Like, don't make no sense. The Hornets, the Hornets don't have a surefire answer there, but I'd rather just rock with PJ Washington. He hooping right now. He averaging like 21 yeah. on stupid efficiency. Yeah, I keep PJ Washington. Uh, the Pacers don't have a surefire answer there. I don't think they want to invest a bunch of money in him. Like he's not that rather have Siakam there. Like other than, I mean, the Wizards are the Wizards. I don't know what their goal in life is right now, but like they don't have a surefire four. But I, mean, I think Kuzma's playing that right now because they're starting Denny at the three. But you could start Kuz at the three if you want and Julius Randle. But why the fuck would they want Julius Randle? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah man. Tough, man. Mar- market is non-existent. So we'll have to see. But I just needed to get it on record that I want this man out. I want him gone. <laughs> so sad to say, you are stuck with him, and it's probably for the best. Because if they were to trade him now, they would be torpedoing this current era of the Knicks. Yeah. Hey man, do do what you got to do. Detroit. <laughs> what other trade y'all got team? for me? My who's first team. I'm a first player. First player. Okay, so this is big. This team has been playing really hot as of late, and this team is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, as soon as this trade happened in 20-ish games, uh, we saw the 20-ish games that were played last season. I was like, you know, because of this Rudy Gobert trade, they're going to have to t- take the L, eat the hell, the L. It is what it is. And they're going to have to trade Car Anthony Towns for a bunch of whatever to reset the current state of their organization and do what's right for their generational talent, Anthony Edwards. So with that being said, the Minnesota Timberwolves on a cold Wednesday night hit up the Brooklyn Nets and they asked (laughs) for Cam Johnson and what's his name? Dorian Finney-Smith. 
Yeah, Dorian Finney-Smith, along with maybe you, a pick or maybe a second round pick. Are you pick. suggesting that the Brooklyn Nets want to do the exact same thing and put Cat, put Cat at the four with Nick Claxton at the five? The Brooklyn Nets aren't good enough to not let that happen. Why would they want Cat? Why would, <laughs> that, what are they, they doing? They... they, they why wouldn't they want Cat? What's going on in the organization to like to stop them? Now we don't want Cat. They're not good enough for that. I mean, I Nick just Clancy's feel like not we like that see yet. that Cat at the four is atrocious. If a team trades for him to play the four, they're fucking moronic. Like that is that's crazy. Mo, listen, I don't think you're crazy because that's what I had on my list as well. <laughs> I had Cat to the Nets as well. I think that it, it could be interesting, and I think that if you're the Nets, you can get Cat, and I think like you would want. I think Cat would be a very interesting experience. And so for the Timberwolves, they trade for Gobert, and then you kind of figure out, oh, yeah, we can't have these guys. So the incumbent that you had, Cat, has to get moved. For them, trade for Cat. See, see what's out there for Nick Claxton. And maybe this is like a series of moves we've seen from them, like their entire Okay, strength. if you want to trade Claxton, that makes sense. Yeah, there's they have a lot of guys who would be great fits on on um, on other teams. I have Dorian Finney-Smith on my list as a guy that I would like to see traded. And if you are reconfiguring that roster, yeah, Claxton can go, DFS can go, and you can start making a semblance of like a well-fitting basketball team. And I think Cat to the Nets wouldn't be exactly. terrible. You just have to move Claxton, I think. And I, I just don't... So th- would they give up picks in this situation? They don't really have picks like that to give up. If they wanted to, maybe it would be like a second round or whatever. But Cat's trade value at this point in time is not high enough to ask for picks. So that's why I think the I think Brooklyn Nets... I think they have to. They have to. And the Timberwolves have to because there's there's absolutely no way that they can overpay for Gobert and then sell Cat for pennies on the back end and just mm-hmm. make that entire like trade stuff a loss on both ends. Like I, I don't I yeah. don't think they can do that. So they they have okay. they have to get picks back, but like the, I the, have two the teams that I want to see Cat go to. I have two teams that one the joke is always at the Knicks because we like to troll Donovan with that. Listen, if they had to keep Julius, I don't think Cat's the worst player to pair with them. But I don't actually want to see that happen for Donovan's sanity. I guess. Thank you. <laughs> I think Cat I needs that. to either be a Grizzly or a Cav. A, a Cav is great. okay. I, under, I understand the the Grizzly fit. Tell what about the Cav fit? Tell why that. It's, just, it's the exact same situation as the Grizzlies. You put him next to a four that is a DPOI level shot blocker. That's what he's needed the whole time. They decided to get him the biggest five, the biggest clunkiest motherfucker in the world to be the shot blocker next to him. It doesn't work. Jaron Jackson, very mobile, can stretch the floor as well, can block shots and be the main rim defender to the cat lacks. And they can both stretch out and give you five out looks with two big bodies, which is exactly what the Timberwolves don't have on that side of the ball. That's why their offense is clunky. That's an obvious fit to me. The Cavs have the same thing with Evan Mobley. Except, which I guess he can't shoot. So I guess you could argue that that would be the same offensive issues as the Cavs. I mean, the Timberwolves currently have. Yes. But right, listen, right now they're rolling out there with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. And they're good enough defensively to make it work. But we saw them last year in the playoffs. They lost because they had no spacing. Their offense petered out. They got bitch slapped by the Knicks. I think of yeah. <laughs> I think a five out spacing center is the exact thing they need to pair with Evan Mobley. So are you is he the one? I don't know, but he's the only one available. So do you? So are you just like tanking on the idea of like Mobley as a as a five in the future? 
I think it's unnecessary if you can put him next to a stretch five. Why does okay. he need to be five if there's already okay. a spacer? Like the point is to have a shooter next to Mobley, whether it be a four or five. And Cat oh. is the shooter as a big man. Okay. Yeah. That's not, and it would be simple, right? It would be Jared Allen and a pick, whatever. Like the only concern would be if Donovan Mitchell doesn't want to stay long term, then you're kind of making an all in move and do you want Wait. to have Cat be the guy there if there's no Donovan Mitchell? Hold on, you said that so fast. Jared Allen, the Minnesota Timberwolves will be receiving Jared Allen any pick from the cast for this? No, no, it would be a three-team trade. They wouldn't want Jared okay. Allen. <laughs> it would be a three-team trade. <laughs> Jared, to a team that Jared wants Allen a and Rudy Gobert is <laughs> disgusting. Basketball, I'm glad you man. asked it. Okay, I was about to say. Like you said that way no, too no, fast. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, it would be a multi-team trade to a team that needs a big. Jared Allen's a very attractive piece for a lot of teams. Whichever, like, when we look at a list of teams, who needs a big right now? Uh, listen, the Spurs want a big next to Wemby. Maybe they would want a Jared Allen, and they send back, you know, multiple wings or whatever. Or whatever team it may be that needs themselves a defensive anchor, they would send the wing pieces to the Timberwolves. Okay. No, that yeah. Makes sense. Makes I sense. like this. I like this move. For the Memphis Grizzlies, it makes sense. The only, the only th- gripe in my head that I can't get past by is, like, Yo, look, they're in the same conference. And I generally don't know if Anthony Edwards, I don't know if like he would pass off this trade. And the Minnesota Timberwolves look like they they should know that they're in serious business right now. And helping the opposition and strengthening their odds is not good business whatsoever. So I like the idea of them doing something with the Cavs a little bit more. Um, I just I just don't know what it the, th- the three chain trade is going to be complicated as hell, but NBA teams make it work. You know what I'm saying? So, listen, it's honestly not even that complicated. Like, what team needs a center out there? Can you name, think of any that that would is the Mavericks are should probably be in the market for a center? Oh no, no, I forgot. No, no, no Derek Lively is fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Derek Lively is yeah. I forgot about Derek Lively. He, he he eliminates that for them. Whatever. There's always a team that could use a Jared Allen. He's a very attractive type of player. Maybe it's the Bulls in this circumstance, and they figure something out. Maybe Zach Levine's going. These guys. <laughs> these guys. No. But there's something out there that they could ship those pieces there. Yeah. Also, Ant would definitely sign off on this. Did you see what he did when Cat fouled out of the game the other day? He was like, oh, it's my time. Like, I'm, I'm taking over. Let's talk about that. We should. So, okay. Let's, let's talk about. Let's take a step back and talk about the Timberwolves a little bit. Because people are going to look at this and be like, they're winning games. You guys said they'd suck. And now they're good. And you still want to trade their best player? Even our second best? Thank even you. when they win, it's trade, trade, trade. <laughs> I think we should address that because we were all pretty low on them and they look damn good right now. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns had seven points and fouled out. <laughs> he did not play. Yeah. He didn't attribute to nothing. Yeah. Now I will say I like think he's they're good in spite of him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they're they're good, but that's only so and solely because of the system that they've been playing and also mainly it's like Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert just like being He's been good. I don't want to say prime or peak Rudy Gobert, but goddamn, he's like defensive player. He's giving me defensive player of the year type vibes Yeah, right he now, has to slow down at all. They're a top defense, and it's because Rudy Gobert is still Rudy Gobert. What a surprise. And they're winning games, and it's still... You look at Cat out there, and you're like, they'd be winning more games if he was fucking gone. Like, that yeah. fit is still an issue. Yeah. And also, like... And I've, I've seen this a lot, and a lot of people have talked about it. The money issue for them moving forward is going to be like a real a Huge. real thing, right? With Gobert's salary, with McDaniel's contract that he just signed, Ant's contract. And then if you keep, if you keep Cat, like they are easily going to be 
pushing, if not over that second apron. And so that's going to like exactly. severely limit the things that they can do to build their team around as Anthony Edwards is entering into his prime. That's the last thing you want. You want to be able to have as much flexibility to, to bring in the pieces, to make the moves needed to do that. And so like, this is a very, it would be a, I, I, okay, it wouldn't be proactive because that would be like them, you know. No, it is. That is proactive. That's exactly what it is. Well, I mean, this is a, it's a mistake that they put themselves in. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you're it right, wouldn't you're be right. proactive. It's already but, an issue. Yeah. yeah. But they, they would, yeah. they would need to do that for, for cap reasons as well. So, yeah. Exactly. Like, it would be addition by subtraction. Like, yeah. and I, I think if Timberwolves fans see themselves currently winning these games early in the season and convince themselves that this core is like, is it because they're being, you know, the confirmation bias of winning these games early on, I think it's just a big mistake. Because the issue has has never been they can't win regular season games. It's one in the playoffs. It's never going to work with this duo. It's super easy to scheme against them. If you can target Cat every game when you know have the time to game plan, attack him as the four on the perimeter, that's going to happen. It's going to be really fucking easy, I think. And also, it's just like if you, like I said, if you win with him, you're winning in spite of him and in spite of this fit. Let me say, in spite of the fit, it's not necessarily Cat's fault, but. Cat and Gobert together just make literally no sense. Mm-hmm. And you're severely limiting what you can accomplish with Anthony Edwards by just not giving him a team that makes sense. Man. 100%. A, a team that I really, really want to see trade for Carl Anthony Towns now, the, now that we're on that topic are the Toronto Raptors. But there's the numbers don't necessarily make 110% sense. But a player who I do want to see involved in that exchange for Carlton Towns is someone like OG Anunobi. You know what I'm saying? I just imagine the defensive fit of having Rudy Gobert, Jaden McDaniels, OG, Ant, and then Mike Conley. That's fucking nasty, bro. But yeah. numbers wise doesn't hundred percent like ping out as you know what I'm saying? It doesn't hundred percent ping out just yet. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you mentioned the Raptors. I think we should transition this to the fourth player we're gonna talk about being Pascal Siakam. Because the team that I have for Pascal Siakam is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wow, nice. I think. Okay. Hope you crunch the numbers, man. <laughs> the number is Pascal Siakam and then Filler, whoever that may be. I think he's clearly going to get traded and Cats clearly going to get traded. I think that's a three team trade waiting to happen. I think, like, you, you like the idea of Cat with the Raptors. I'll let you talk for about sure. that a little bit more why. I think that makes total sense. And they made it very clear that they're handing the keys to Scotty Barnes. He's been incredible to start the year. And then if that's the case, he's the four of the future. OG makes sense to keep him there as a three. He can play off-ball secondary next to Scotty. You ship Siakam off and bring in a five that can be the stretch big that fits next to them well. I think that makes sense. And to me, it's more about getting Siakam to the Timberwolves. I think you keep the size you want but he can defend on the perimeter a little bit. He's used to playing the four next to traditional big. He can space the floor a little bit. I think he is probably the ideal version of what they're trying to do with Cat at the four. Hmm. I can see it working more. So I, I'm more excited about seeing Cat on the Toronto Raptors in this case. And that's a lot easier mm-hmm. to envision seeing a clear pathway because Carl Anthony Towns is the exact type of player that they need at any position. They just need someone who can fucking shoot. You know what I'm shoot, saying? Stop yeah. being so obsessive with defense. He's a complete inverse of what their team is about, bro. Don't play no D. He's yeah. just all about switching his voice up and hitting threes and giving you <laughs> 20 a night, bro. Like, that's what he does. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. so the having him space a... out the floor for Scotty Barnes and Dennis Schroeder, I guess, who's ironically hooping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no, there's that. Fine. That's a clear pathway, and that'll help 
the development of Scotty Barnes, who should be their knight in shining armor. Yeah. The problem with Siakam and the Timberwolves is the money thing. They're going to still be in cap hell if they were to do that. That wouldn't solve their looming issue of being a second apron team. But I think, listen, if they're convinced that a too big system in the modern NBA is going to work with the one being a spacer, which, you know, Siakam isn't a spacer spacer, but he's good enough. I think that's a way for them to maintain the identity they want, but make a little more sense. But yeah. actually, the more I talk about it, does it still make sense? Like, I, is he I don't, the best fit? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think if, if we're going to see a trade for Cat, I, I think, like, I think the Timberwolves are probably going to, like, overcorrect. And they yeah, might, right. you know, like, they're probably going to go into, like, a much, like, smaller brand of basketball mm-hmm. and just try to, you know, because, I mean, whenever Cat was out, a lot of people were just talking about like, oh, Minnesota is just going to be like another version of Utah. We have this like dynamic two guard and Rudy anchoring the 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 back end. And I think that might be the way that they like look at constructing their team. And this listen, Ant's been crazy. He's he's really he's really been been crazy to to start the season. Incredible. And he's taken the leap that we all thought he would. And so if he is taking that step offensively. I think building everything around him and just making sure that he has the most space possible to operate, get the least clunky person. And so even if like Siakam is good, there's still just a little bit of clunkiness. I think that this is the time where they say, no, we're going to try and make it everything as smooth as possible, you know, and go for fit over talent. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. What other teams do you want to see Siakam go to while we're on the topic of him? Hmm. I had... Let's see. I had Sacramento. Because he's he's available. He's very clearly going to be available. Yeah. I, I had Sacramento for, for Pascal. I think this is... Oh. The only, but the only reason would just be because, like, just to get more talent in the in the building. I think it's, it's kind of along the same lines of, like, getting Levine in there. And, like, you have two low-level all-stars. You can get a guy who's been all NBA. And I don't, I don't know. I don't love it. I just think that, like, if we're just trying to push stuff forward, yeah, like, why not? Let's try it. And so that's why that's mm-hmm. why I wrote down that's why I wrote down yeah. Sacramento. If I'm the what if I'm a team well? like the, I don't know if it will happen, but yeah, I agree with you, Donovan. Like the Sacramento Kings, they make sense. It's not as seamless of a fit compared to someone like Levine, of course, who can be put on every other team, or whatever. But um, regardless of the fact, Siakam brings. Great defense, another ball handler, and he has some playmaking into him. And of course, he's a good finisher and all that. He's a great scorer. He's a good scorer too. So honestly, if I'm a team like the maybe Indiana Pacers, since they don't really have a solidified four yet, Obi Toppin is good. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't been Hendo's most improved player of the year strides like I thought he would, but he's still been good, serviceable, can't complain too much or whatever, but... But while I say that at the same time, you would love to have someone like Pascal Siakam on your team. And I think that raises the ceiling of the Indiana Pacers. Tyrese Halliburton is averaging like 24 points per game right now. He's going absolutely insane. And he's helping leading this team to one of the best offenses in the NBA and having Pascal Siakam next to one of the best shot blockers in the NBA and, Ty- and Miles Turner. You know what I'm saying? Just getting into the folds of all those guys. It'll be fucking beautiful bro and that's like a great one-two punch yeah i can see that i don't know exactly the package look like i know no buddy hilda's rumored to be on the move then he's kind of settled in a little bit now like maybe they're not gonna move buddy hilda after all is he the new miles turner to, you know 
What did you no. say? I said, I said, is he the, the new Miles Turner where they just say every year, oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, he, he's going to get traded. We're shopping him. 100%. Definitely. What do you, so this one isn't really realistic for many reasons, but what do you, would you guys think about this very, very hypothetical idea that, listen, it's kind of like the worst kept secret that this is like the last dance for the Warriors because they're probably not going to keep that core together. Clay's going to be a free agent. Draymond signed an extension for two years, I think. Not the most set in stone thing. Is there a world where they would flip Draymond for Pascal Siakam and let that be the new second star for Curry? He would have to punch somebody else for them to, to trade him <laughs> right now. I, I don't. I don't think anybody is getting moved right right now. I yeah, me neither. Listen, I think like it's definitely not going to happen. It's not going to. They're not breaking yeah. up this core. But if, if what would you think about it if they were open to that? Would that be enticing? Quick correction, Isaac. Draymond Green signed a four-year extension with the Warriors. It was four? Two. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, he's, oh, so, so he's, so he's locked in. Clay's going to be yeah. a free agent, though, after this year. Yeah. And he's the one where I am not. I feel bad for Clay in advance of how these negotiations are, are going to go. Facts. He's fucked. Because he's cooked. Yeah, I misremember that that's, completely. That's okay, sucks. so that doesn't make sense at all, then. Yeah. Regardless I have the, the Knicks written down for Siakam. Yeah. How would you feel about that, Donovan? Um, replacing Randall with Siakam in some three-team trade. Okay, let's 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 do it. I'm down, guys. I just want Julius Randall gone. <laughs> like that's that's really where I'm at. So if you tell me if you tell me that like, hey, we're gonna upgrade Julius Randall to Pascal Siakam. Cool. Like I'm all in. Buy me. Send me the jersey. <laughs> like I'm down. You know, it would require like all their assets though. So would you be comfortable with that being their all-in move where they no, blow the picks no, they have saved? No. No, the if okay. the all the all in move has to be Joel Embiid, and then if it's not Joel Embiid, or I don't know if I don't even know what other star like off the top of my head, I would be like, yeah, like let's let's go all in for maybe actually no, not not even not even D Mitch because I don't I don't love the fit with him and Brunson. If it's not Joel Embiid, yeah. I do <laughs> not want us to go all in. Um, okay. And then outside of that, the next move, get get rid of Randall. Um, I personally, I would have to reevaluate like on a yearly basis. If we made the trade for cat, I would have to like really see like, how do I feel about this team this year? But honestly, the freshness of that might be okay. And I would, I would be fine with that as well. So it's just, you just got to get him out, out the paint, man. He can't be here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. That's funny. Yeah. All right, Donovan, what's our next, next player we're going to talk about? All right. Also real quick. The, it's a lot of the a lot of the guys on this on these lists. It's very weird because like the money aspect of it makes the market so like specific, and yeah, it's like yeah. there's probably like two two or three teams that make sense for all these guys. Um, but the next guy that I have is Tyus Jones, and Tyus Jones. Okay, Tyus I, didn't even Jones. Think about I got that. his name okay. on his bitch too. Let's talk about it. I need I need Tyus Jones okay. in, San, Let's do in it. San Antonio <laughs> immediately. Immediately. Oh, I we have been we are six, seven games into the season. I'm tired of watching Jeremy Sohan play point guard. I'm tired <laughs> of all of these guys in San Antonio ruining Wemby's rookie season. They they need <laughs> they need a point guard for real though. Like Vassell Vassell's good. Um, Kevin Johnson shouldn't be the point guard, right? Like he shouldn't have the ball in his hands a lot. Wemby, he's not that level of creative for himself yet. He needs somebody to to set him up to throw to throw lobs, put him in good positions. And Tyus Jones is a very good point guard who 
we saw for Memphis was able to stabilize them, get get them an adult in the room who knows how to play basketball, knows how to set things up. And it wouldn't be like a major move. I think that they like the value for Tyus Jones on a young Spurs team is astronomical for for them and their development. So that's the that's the main place that I want to see him. You see, I like that move a lot. I like NBA brothers playing alongside of each other. Tyus Jones, Trey Jones, <laughs> they got a good thing going on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I didn't think but about that. Okay. The San Antonio Spurs, they see the vision. You want to get a lottery pick this year. They are there's a specific prospect over there playing in California by the name of Isaiah Collier. Not gonna get into it too much because it's fucking November. But <laughs> Jeremy Sohan is the blueprint to get you a top pick. Keep running him at point guard. <laughs> Keep doing it. They see the vision. You want to lose. Yeah, Wemby may get you to the plane or whatever. Realistically speaking, I think we all genuinely believe that. But you don't want that top pick success. You don't want to be <laughs> a... You You want to be as trash as possible. You know what I'm saying? So you Take can land another... Okay. Exactly. So you can see another... Get another high-level prospect. And in that mold too... Through that, through that game plan, Jeremy Sohan, towards the end of the season, there's no way in hell someone has someone has a ball in their hand and doesn't at least try to improve, or at least improve a little bit as a playmaker. You know what I'm saying? So that makes Jeremy Sohan a little bit better too. So if I'm the Spurs, I'm keep I'm running this shit back continuously. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think Jeremy Sohan is good, but he needs to be Draymond, not Ben Simmons. I don't know yeah. why they're I don't I mean, Pop knows something we don't. He sees him every day and like knows his skills much better than we do, so Maybe he sees a long-term vision that is worth investing the time into Jeremy Sohan. I'm not in that locker room. I don't have a reason to believe that. So I don't fucking see the vision either. I think he should be a short-roll playmaker like Jamon Green being that role next to Wemby at the five long-term. Maybe maybe, maybe the point of this is they want to keep him on the court, but they also want to play Zach Collins so Wemby isn't the five. And that means you put Jeremy at the one as an experiment. I don't know, but I I say also say I see the vision with Tyus Jones there 100. percent Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, they they have they have to get somebody in the building. And as we've said, the Wizards, you guys are on a reality TV show. You guys are just <laughs> you guys are trying to show the world, and you guys are playing for the prize of a third contract, right? You're trying to show the rest of the league. <laughs> I can still hoop. Like, please don't forget about me. I can still play basketball, and I think that for Tyus Jones, like. Let's let's save them because they have. Let's get them off Love Island. Yeah, please. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, I think San Antonio really needs help in that aspect, and I, it's. If if Sohan was just like a little bit better, I think everybody can see the vision. But we we're two weeks in, and like like you said, everybody sees you should be more of a point forward rather than a point guard. And I just I don't yeah. think that he's gonna make the necessary strides to be a full-time point guard this season or even next season so right now like you can still give him those duties if Tyus Jones is is in the building if he's on the bench you can still you know delegate some of that but a real point guard is one of the biggest things that that the Spurs need yeah while we're on the topic of Tyus Jones I like where you're going I like where you're going but just real quick I think you have the wrong young team Take keep him in the Eastern Conference, send him to Florida, specifically the Orlando, Orlando Magic, Yay! and trade him for Markel Fultz plus maybe a pick if they want or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I, real quick, they would need a pick. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, we've talked about 
the Orlando Magic and how they struggle with spacing and all that. We're here. Fix that, and he's like a seamless fit, and he'll help uplift this team to play in solidified, maybe lower tier uh, playoff team range. And then as for the Washington Wizards, they got nothing to lose, and they just have another young player to just throw at the wall and see what he can do. Marco Fultz is good, and he's helped and he's revitalized his career. So W trade, in my opinion. Yeah, I get that. Okay, I want to yeah. stay on the Spurs for our next player. I agree on Ty Jones. It makes total sense. He's going to get moved at some point, whether it be trade deadline or next summer. They have Bilal Colaby. They have Jordan Poole. He's not there long term. Yeah. I have another player I want to see be San Antonio Spur. The next player we need to talk about is Anthony Simons. Mm. Oh, because wow. I think Shaden Sharp is, I don't want to use the word future star yet because we'll see, but future starting shooting guard of the Trailblazers. I'll say that. And I think Scoot Henderson is obviously the future starting point guard because he got drafted number two overall, and we all think he'll be a star-level guard at some point. To me, that means they should trade Anthony Simons sooner rather than later and get this tank going and really build around the guys they know are going to be there long-term. I just think there's no space for Simons there, even though he's the best of those guys for the time being. Long-term is no fit. I cannot think of a better guard that I want to see freed as a point guard next to Victor Wimanyama than Anthony Simons. He's been shackled by being a shooting guard for his whole career next to Dame. Let this man be a point guard and let him cook. He is so dynamic. I think he'd be perfect. Okay. I am in love with that fit. Okay. I remember a couple podcasts ago. Well, it was actually during the summer. I went on like a two-second rant about Portland Trailblazers fan crowning Shaden Sharp as the second coming of Jesus Christ. I'm like, fucking relax. Anthony Simons is right in front of your face. My bad. Never mind. Shaden Sharp, <laughs> I was not familiar with your game. Deserve that. You know what I'm saying? I got to say, we've been wrong a lot about a lot of young players. During the <laughs> we've done a lot of talking. We've been wrong a lot. Listen, you've been wrong a lot. To talk about. There was nothing to talk not about. Not our finest summer. Not our finest <laughs> summer predictions. I'll say that. But the only issue that I have with that potential trade happening has nothing to do with on the court whatsoever. It's just more so like, track record based off of these organizations and the San Antonio Spurs aren't an organization to make huge trades like that at all. The last time they did that over the last 10, 15 years, just Kawhi Leonard, you know what I'm saying? But if they were Mm -hmm. to be in serious business, this would be the trade to do so. But if they did that, they would have to give up, you know what I'm saying? Some future picks. And I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. I don't know what young player I'm comfortable with giving up other than, I don't know. So how or something like they that? Have, they got three first-round picks in the Hawks. I think How many do they have left that haven't been used yet? Don't ask me. Why would you ask me that? You want to make me cry? It must be. They must have at, <laughs> at least one, maybe two future first-round picks from the I Hawks think, left. I think they have all three, maybe. Is all three? I don't remember the years that happened, but it's been a couple of years, so I assume one has been used already. Either way, they have a good amount of draft capital. Hmm. I think it's worth... Listen, does two first-round picks and salary filler get you Anthony Simons? It should. Yeah, okay. So they have 25 and two, Nikhil pulled it up. They use a 2023 first round pick already, but they have 2025 and 2027 that have they got from the Hawks. Do those two picks and salary filler get you Anthony Simons? It should. I think if, if you can get two first round picks for, for for Simons, I think that's a win for, for the Blazers. Yeah, right? Like the sal- I don't think the salary matters. Like they're, the Trailblazers are in such a rebuild that yeah. I think that's totally fine. Anthony Simons hasn't made an all star team yet, but I think we all see. If it was How to happen one day, he's like 23 or 24, I believe. He was drafted. Really? He's that young still? Damn. Yeah, he's young. He's not even 25 yet at all. He might be 23 or 24. Um, what is 24. It? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. I, he's I, good, I, man. 
he's he's so fucking good. He's one of the best shooters in the NBA, and I've been screaming at for a minute now. I think y'all remember when I <laughs> went on my little yep. random call of yep. like a low tier potential all star <laughs> yeah. caliber piece of franchise, yeah, whatever fucking... I said. <laughs> yeah. No, you see the vision now. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I don't, I wouldn't want to do it. Like if we had to give up like a premier young player, like I don't want to give up any of their core, but just like salary filler and picks, like I think it makes total sense. I see where you're at, Isaac. I'm on the opposite side when it comes to cooking up a trade for these two teams. I'm on. Let's move on to the Portland Trailblazers. Someone who I want to see see moved oh so dearly is Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I think he's one of the okay. obviously one of the better vets in the NBA. He already got he got traded twice, technically speaking, this offseason. First time he got traded to the uh, to the Los Angeles Clippers. That ain't go through for health reasons or whatever. And now he's over here hooping for the Portland Trailblazers. And I think that the Blazers were smart and wanted to capitalize on assets so they can then in turn give themselves more freedom for the future and flexibility, of course. Then they would look to trade him to a team either like the again i'm running back the same play the orlando magic i think he would be again another (laughs) seamless fit fantastic shooter he's one of the few people uh in nba history to be a part of the 50 40 90 club of the Kyrie irvings and larry birds and all that the defense is there he's a fucking leader he is the barack obama of point guards in the nba knows how to play the game the right way <laughs> he just the whole package that you want when it comes to rebuilding team especially to 14 like the orlando magic so that's my other trade package i think malcolm brogdon is wearing a heat jersey already ew i why think why is that you yeah, I, yeah it's not it's not really it's not really like an, an ill like like they they need a they need a point guard like Kyle Lowry's cook. Yeah, they need guard they need guard depth. Like they yeah. they lost two guards that are really good shooters off the dribble, and that was like a defining part of why they made their run last year. And listen, we say they need to make a move. They need to replenish that depth. I don't think the all in star move is there for them. I think Malcolm Brogdon is. I would if I could bet on Malcolm Brogdon's future team after the deadline, I would bet on the Miami Heat. They yeah. he should go ahead and just start that politics career. All, all <laughs> I. It's weird. He's been on three teams in three years. And for somebody who everybody's like, oh, Malcolm Brogdon is so good. He's so great. He keeps getting passed around like crazy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> nobody nobody likes him that much. Nobody rocks with him that much. Well, it's because no. of injuries. Because of injuries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's injuries. And so, like, if you're, the, if you're the Heat, if you're the Heat, how, like, you already have an old point guard. You already have an old four in Kevin Love. Bam and Jimmy kind of miss a little bit of time. I don't know if... Like, if you are in a win-now mode, I don't know if you can rely on Malcolm Brogdon to to be a, like, solid... Well, I guess solid is, like, mean to say that he can't be that. But to be, like, a reliable piece come April, May, if they even get there. Yeah. I mean, he played 67 like games last year. The main reason he got traded last year is because originally he was going to be the piece move for Kristaps Porzingis. They didn't work out physical-wise, so they had to keep him. And then that relationship's fucked. Whenever you're almost traded, they had to move him again. You know what I mean? Once again, so like <laughs> injuries coming up. Like it's that. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's, Listen, it's you don't have the luxury of replenishing your depth and getting the perfect player. You know, like you're gonna have to deal with some downside here. Yeah. And given the price of like a Zach Levine and the price of a Brogdon, I think it's probably a worthwhile bet for them to do something more on them on the edges like that. 
I think another team in the Eastern Conference who I'd like to see, if we're talking about contenders, who I'd like to see them make a move for Malcolm Brogdon is the Philadelphia 76ers. Not that expensive. And I think he is a great fit alongside Tyrese Maxson. He's someone who can help uplift Tyrese Maxey's skill set and all that. And he's not going to take away too much of the progression and the insane growth that we've seen from him. So I like that pick. Or I like yeah. that fit. Okay. Next player I want to talk about is something we mentioned briefly in relation to a conversation about another team. But I think Jaden Ivey is probably going to end up being traded. I think he's an odd man out in this core. And I think he's incredibly interesting in terms of being able to bounce back with a second team that he fits better with. I think, who was it? I saw a TikTok. It might have been Jokic Joestar. It was somebody was talking about, like, the draft is just hard. Like, they everybody says that you shouldn't draft for fit reasons. And it's true, right? When you're a bad team, you should pick the best players available because you don't know who's going to be the cornerstone at, at the end of the day. You can't put all your cards and building around one guy. He doesn't end up panning out. But then again, they drafted three straight point guards. And now you're not playing him because he doesn't fit with K defensively like the coach wants. So I think he ends up being traded because they have all the pieces needed there and they need a two guard and that's just not what he is. He should be a point guard, I think. Hmm. So I think he should either be a bull in a Zach Levine trade, like I said earlier, or I think one of these teams that doesn't have a young point guard of the future, like the Jazz, maybe Keontae George is that, maybe Keontae George is a shooting guard. We'll see. I think one of these teams should definitely take a swing on Jaden Ivey. Yeah, if he's if he's available, go, go ahead and get him. You know, I think I, it's... Everybody thought that like, oh, Ivy falling to five in the draft was like a steal for Detroit. Yeah. And it, it's weird because you never see like the fifth pick in the draft be the steal of the draft. And so obviously like <laughs> like a lot of people around the league are extremely high. I just so okay, so you have Chicago and For the Raptors, do you give up Gary Trent and a, and a maybe something else for Jay Ivy? Done. No. I'll done. I'll pack your bags. I'll pack your no. bags. No. <laughs> Can't do that. Can't no? do that. Because pa- what? Over Gary no. Trent? No, it's not. It's not. It's not over Gary Trent. I'm thinking about Scotty Barnes at the end of the day because he's the end goal. If you do not mesh and coincide well with his game, then I'm not considering you really as an option for my team. With Scotty Barnes, why can't you? With currently, with how their team is currently constructed, no. I mean, they have to make moves around. They're they're not going to have the same team for the next ten years. Like they can make they can make the right moves. Why can't Jaden Ivey play with Scotty Barnes? I need to see because Pascal Siakam is still there, Yaku Proto is still there. You know what I'm saying? And there's not too be much nastiness still. If they're not there and if they're committed to building around Scotty Barnes, then yes. But with the state that they're in right now, I do not like the thought of that. Another Scotty, team. Listen, Jay Nivey is shooting 40% from three right now. All offseason, it was talked about how his shot looks a lot better. He's shooting off the dribble really well. 40%, listen, it's not a huge volume because he's not playing a lot. Maybe that's not going to be wholly reliable. But I think he's very clearly improving as a three-point shooter. And listen, he's, he's going to be at least as good of a three-point shooter as Dennis Schroeder. I can tell you that. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Do you, listen, we we talk so consistently about how the Raptors need to blow it up, how they are mid of mid, all, all of this stuff. Making a move like this will give them a little bit of hope and will start putting them on a direction to at least get into another era of Raptors basketball. I'm with it, Isaac. I I like it. I think as soon as you... They don't have a young core. They have one young player. Exactly. How old exactly. is OG? I, I've like 27 like, or some shit. I don't know. He's, he's getting up there. He got drafted yeah, he's, in he's, 2016 or something. I was say 26. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, there's no... And he can stay. Come on, man. He can fit, but like, I... Listen, maybe the rap... They like being competitive. Maybe they'll want to remain that way, but I think we all expect Siakam to be traded eventually, and that's the route they're going to go down. If that is the case, I think taking a swing on young guys who need a second home makes total sense for them. They can be Raptors last chance you. Because they hate when we say... <laughs> they can be last chance friends are going to be pissed because they hate when we disrespect them and pretend that they're not good or whatever. Like, they need to be respected, but... yeah. Should they even want that? Like, I don't know. Just, Listen, they just need to they enjoy have, that championship that they got blessed with in exactly. 2019. Just let it ride. Like, <laughs> <Exactly>. you won. <laughs> That's funny. All right, do y'all have any other players left you want to talk about? Um, Okay. I want to talk about, real quick, Buddy Heald. Um, okay. I want Buddy Heald to go to Orlando extreme so bad. I and he's facing man. I they nobody can shoot on that team. I want <laughs> I want them to have like a knockdown shooter. I think Buddy Hill would fit great in Orlando. Yeah, I think. Okay, do you have another team in mind, Mokes? I know I think you like Buddy Hill, so you probably thought about this. Uh, I mean, yeah, I like Buddy Hield, but I just kind of accepted that he was probably going to continue to be on this team, so I didn't really think of him as <laughs> a realistic trade piece or anybody yeah. a team was really going after for but there's so many teams who would love to have a player like him you know what i'm saying it just like but he was just one of those asses that could be flipped any day of the week that ends with why you know what i'm saying so <laughs> yeah i like the idea of him on the magic it would just be you gotta clear up that guard log jam they like jalen suggs he's been up and down but he's been doing some good things there full to the one makes a little more sense if you have buddy hill next to him yeah but they like anthony black long term so I have written down on here magic guards. I don't know which one, but yeah. one of them has to be moved. I think they just have a total log jam. To be honest, bro, I can tell you yeah, it's just whoever's it be wanted. Moved. It probably should be Jalen Suggs because, like, you're right. Like he does good stuff for them, but at the same time, he's just like so sporadic. I think he's like he plays basketball as if he just hit a fresh line of cocaine like he just does the most absurd <laughs> things and makes the most like wow plays kinda, ever you know just a lot of good stuff but also it's like bro was that really necessary <laughs> you know <laughs> so <sighs> y'all know y'all know how i feel about jones because i think he's a great player <laughs> facts bro he'll throw it he'll, he'll put his body on the line any fucking night of the week bro like he will do it. whatever that's bro oh, there's something in my face <laughs> no, i, I kind of like jalen sucks i like this bad nature of his game like i i i think he's gonna be one of those guys that as he gets older and refines his skills I think he's going to become a very useful role player. I think he's like of that Josh Hart, Marcus Smart type gene where they just like get shit done in very productive ways. I think he can become that eventually. And I don't hate the idea of that being the guy next to their stars, the two guard. They just won. He has to shoot at least decently and they need a point guard who can really, really shoot. Yeah. And it's hard to imagine both those things working out for the magic for who they currently have. So maybe he'll have to be the guy that gets pushed. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, they, yeah. They, have to, they have to figure it out. They have yeah. to figure it out. Really, I think it's just going to be whichever guard people have interest in. Because, like, look, I've, Cole Anthony has been their best guard this season as their sixth man. He's been nice as fuck, and they're just not starting their best guard at the moment because they're hoping this conf roster configuration can work out. But there's going to be interest in him if somebody has to move and they feel like he's the hot hand that can have value. There's going to be a team that comes knocking for Cole Anthony. Yeah. 
I mean, and they ex- sure. extended him for a reason. You know, what I'm saying he's uh, he's, he's nice, bro. He's been the best guard in my opinion over the last since they started this entire new era or whatever. But hundred percent, yeah. But for some reason, I'm not a Ma- Orlando Magic fan or hundred or hundred and ten percent tuned in. So if you're a Magic fan, if you're listening to the audio, whatever, let us know why exactly they aren't starting Cole Anthony. You know, but um, having him and extending him is smart regards because he, in my opinion, holds the most value out of their out of their guards because he's the best player and he's the most easily he can easily be input into any team so just right there in turn just ups uplifts his value as a whole you know so yeah all right do you have any, give me more players left mo i have no players left man i got went ahead and there got go. off my malcolm brogdon talk and orlando magic talk and so <laughs> i'm straight it ties you know let's talk i'm yeah, lit right. lit yeah um, this are I we think, at 10 i, guess everybody wanted, I want to we talk about Something like that. I don't know. The title says 10. <laughs> Are we live? If we didn't hit 10. I'm a known capper when it comes to thumbnails and titles. Every time I post a thumbnail, it's about something. That's, it makes a claim that I would never once said in the episode. So it's just what we do. All right, I'm going to try not to lie. I'm going to try not to lie here. Because I, <laughs> I have one more name. One more name. Oh, wait. We got 10? All right. I'm, I'm capping. Oh, I'm we got work from the kill. We got 10. All right, that's it. No more no more names. Y'all got what you <laughs> <is> promised. <laughs> <laughs> so we we did our we did our job. We did our well, job. hit the transition. Amen. <laughs> new era. So you know what that means? New TikTok time intro. Oh my god! Look, y'all yes, hear that? Props. Look at the TikTok eaters. <laughs> Look at the crown eaters right now. They coming out. They coming out. I see you. It's time. <laughs> Oh my god, he has props. He's doing ASMR <laughs> for the crayon eaters. I'm gonna go That's ahead and crazy. give this to my niece and nephew after this, bro. Y'all better hurry up and enjoy these. <laughs> you you give them the sound of crayon shaking, they're just drooling. That's just like wow. that's like just music to their ears. They're just bloody rabid. Then oh, they put the man. subway surfers down, other full attention. <laughs> <laughs> we need it. <laughs> they <power down. laughs> that's great, man. So as Mo just made it clear, it is TikTok time, the part you all came here for. And listen, as always, we're going to start with the draft. This time we're going to do another draft where we build around a player, making lineups around a guy, wherever you want to put him in your lineup, however you want to build around him, up to you. And that player this time is Victor Wimbanyama. I am interested to see what y'all do. Yep. Draft order, me, Mo, Donovan. Real simple. You pick four players to put around Victor Wembanyama. Let's get this hook out of the way. Let's draft NBA lineups around Victor Wembanyama. First pick at my power forward. Give me Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hmm. Okay. 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 So that's the best rim protection possible with those so, two. So Wemby's going at, at your five. Yep. Okay. That's kind of interesting. I'm just gonna go ahead and pick up the best player in the NBA, Nikola Jokic. And I, I thought about doing that, obviously. But I wanted that crazy rim protection combo. I can't hate. I can't hate. You're wrong, though. But I can't hate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen, I pick Jokic every time. We had to mix it up. Okay. I'm putting Wimby at my four. Give me AD at my five. I knew you were doing that. <laughs> yeah. I Listen, I was thinking the, the same thing. I, I wanted I wanted insane rim protection. And then yeah. at my point guard, at my point guard, give me Steph Curry. <laughs> That's one hell of a combination. Being three was kind of nice for this one. Oh man, yeah. I guess that just leaves me with Luka Doncic. I gotta, I gotta select that. 
Okay. I'm going to get another big body defensively. Give me Jason Tatum at the three. That's good. Mm. That's good. That might be the best three, four, five defensive combo I can imagine. And then after that, I got two positions to fill. Do I want to? Oh, I can wait on point guard because y'all have your point guards already. Yeah. At my two, give me Devin Booker. Ooh, okay. Okay. One might say I have the best two, three, and four in the NBA. Ooh, that's kind of steep. Still I don't like that. Still not winning the draft. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead and give me the new best shooting guard in the NBA, Anthony Edwards. Oh, you just decided? You just gave him the crown? Hell yeah, bro. When I'm when he's on my team, he's the best. When he's on my team, he's the best. Oh, great. <laughs> All right. Since Mo decided, I guess he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck <laughs> <Plug> it. <laughs> yeah, where do I, uh, I want to go here? Okay, at my three, listen. Length is going to be crazy here. Give me Kevin Durant Whoa. at my three. Whoa. <laughs> crazy? Whoa. Was that necessary? And no pause. Resume. <laughs> Resume. <laughs> <laughs> All right, put KD on my three. Don't oh, <laughs> think about me. I love length. Nobody's This is crazy. This is crazy. And then at my, <laughs> at my two. Actually, you know what? Put Steph at my two. Just give, give me LeBron at my one. Okay. Mm. I'm put I'm put okay. Brown at the one. Okay. You got that. the best names on paper. I'll say that. Yeah, for sure. You got the best names. Is it names the best team actually? I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of shaky. That's kind of shaky. I don't really know about that. Who's to say? LeBron, listen. LeBron and Steph. I don't love your defense. I'll say that. Nobody's scoring though. Like AD and Wemby is like <laughs> is right there. But I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to move Ant to the 3 and give me SGA at my 2. Oh, you sold. Did I never mind. No, I did not. I thought KD was... A, oh, you did sell. You should have picked Kawhi. Nah, SGA better this year. <laughs> Man, I ain't lying. <laughs> I don't love the fit of SGA and Luka together. I feel like you could do a little less ball dominance, but all right. I just won the draft. At my one, give me Damian Lillard. Hey, your team not really moving me, bruh. Yeah, what? I'm okay. I'm okay on that. I got the best two, three, and four in the league, and then the best point guard I could get. I, I, I think the, the team best point me. guard you could get. <laughs> oh, Listen, the man. first two were gone. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. I optimized every position I could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, no. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, no. Nah, just, just fuck it. Just no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Luca just, and, and Wemby and Jokic. I got the best player in the NBA. Soon to be the best shooting guard in the NBA. Fucking Luca Doncic, bro. Wait, wait, I thought I he got, was already the best shooting guard in the NBA. You just took away his title. Mind. And it don't matter. You know why? I got Mr. Skims himself. Sashay Gilgus Alexander, bro. I can't lose. It's impossible. <laughs> now you have you have all I want to date this guy team. That's crazy. <laughs> Yo, That's crazy. do you want to admit something to us, Isaac, or what? You bought some skins, didn't you? I'm talking about their fans. <laughs> all team aura fan is just like every shade ant fan on Twitter is just like this. My guy's yeah, my favorite because I want yeah, to date. No. Like, that's yeah, the no. the fandom comes down to. This is all team aura by far, easily. Bro. Yeah. This shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's great. Most, most right, just picture Ant and segment. Skims. 
So, full team for the audio listeners. My team is Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Giannis, and Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, my team for the audio listeners also is Luka Doncic, Shea Lucas Alexander, Ant Man, Wemby, and Jokic. Yeah, okay. Okay. And then, all right, my team is LeBron, Steph, KD, Wemby, and then Anthony Davis. All right. In 2017, you're cooking us. In 2017, we are fried. (laughs) Anthony Davis back then? Demigod. Glitch. There's no guarding this right here. With Braun in 2017, too? Oh, fuck. Yeah, you would have won. Greatest team of all time, 72 and 0. I mean, 82. Yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) That's funny. All right, next thing we're going to do, we're going to pull out a classic T3 segment that we haven't done in a long time. We're going to play a game with 20 questions. Mm. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. And I got a name in mind already. I want y'all to guess. And let me pull up his stats real quick so I can make sure I see all the details about him. But yeah, man, we haven't done this in a long time. It used to be a staple of ours. So let's bring it back. Maybe we'll play two games of it. Maybe we'll go crazy. Y'all got 20 questions to guess the NBA player I'm thinking of. Does this player have a signature shoe? No, he does not. He's lame, Donovan. Does this player currently (laughs) play? Currently, he's currently, he's an active NBA player, yes. He's an active NBA player. What the hell does that mean? So he's just trying to get picked up or what? <laughs> he's if not retired. If it's Dwight Howard, just say that. <laughs> it's not Dwight Howard. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> uh, man, he's an active NBA player. Okay. Is this player older than 25? Yes. Ooh. Okay. Is this player uh, a backcourt player? Yes. Okay. Point or shooting guard? Okay. Has this player appeared in the podcast? In the podcast? In a podcast. Probably. I mean, like, ever? I, I'm sure he I'd has. Say like, uh, so, okay. That has was a this very player- yes. answer, okay. but Okay. Okay. Has I, this I player made an all-star team? No, he is not. Ah, oh, damn. I was going to say Jeff Teague, but never mind. <laughs> okay, he's okay, never made... Be a funny pick. Yeah. Okay, okay. No, no all-star team. Older than 25. Guard. And he's a current... And he's an active NBA player. Yep, yep. Keep moving. Okay. So... Has this player won a championship before? He has. Okay. This is this is very confusing. Has this is this player <laughs> has has this player played an NBA game this season? He has. Hmm. Okay. He's played okay. an NBA game this season. Okay, so he's he's on a team. From what I hear, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that 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 second the way yeah. the way you answered that second question was real real shady. <laughs> Sabot- I just had to sabotage. <laughs> I know, I know, exactly. I know. <laughs> All right, so is he in the Eastern Conference? I cannot confirm nor deny. You know, what? No, the answer is no. <laughs> no, he is not. I don't okay. like when Isaac has the, has the name. He just be on. <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny. What do you mean? You'll understand why. You'll understand why. Okay. Oh, <laughs> he, no, he's currently not. 
Okay, cool. Is this player? Wait, it's Donovan. Real quick, is he a backcourt player? Did we already ask that question? Yes. So he's, he's a he's a back he is a backcourt player. Okay, cool. He's a backcourt player. Do we did we ask the All Star team question? There we go. Yeah, appreciate it. Yes, you. you did. All right. Oh man. So he's not a, not an All. Okay. Um, was the championship that this player won? It from 2015 or later? Yes. 2015 okay. or later? Modern champion. Okay. Was this player a starter on his championship team? He was. Okay. Oh. Okay. Donovan, I know exactly who we're going. I think I know who he is Say right it. Now. Say it. Take us on the 12. This- oh, man. Is this Danny Green? This is Mr. Mohawk himself, Danny Green. I knew it. The only 35-year-old with a Mohawk in the entire world. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you were like, is he in the Eastern Conference? He was for two games before they cut his ass. I don't know now. (laughs) (laughs) Now he's at the crib. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, the championship question got me. That was a good hit, Donovan. (laughs) We're here. We're here. There we That's go. great. Listen, Efficient. we've had a long off season from twenty questions. I've stepped up my game. I've been in the lab. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> I've been working. We're trying to get this under fifteen been in the lab questions. Is crazy. <laughs> I'm playing. We're gonna do. I'm playing twenty questions with AI. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. You've been shooting bots. My <laughs> guess. That's hilarious. Playing my career, grinding badges of twenty questions. <laughs> All right. Next thing we're gonna do. Oh, reliable. A tier list. This time we're going to do a tier list of NBA brother duos. We okay. did this with father-son duos a while back, and it was pretty funny. So we're going to we're gonna rank some brothers. It's going to be funny. What does this mean? Are we, so we're just ranking them off of vibes, off of how good they are? How good they are. Yeah. How good okay. they are. Vibes are, of course, always important. Let's not let that slide, Donovan. Yeah. You got to hold it to it wouldn't be a, It wouldn't be a TD3 tier list without a little bit of vibes considerations. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But well, yeah, we'll, we'll get into this. Let's put these NBA brother duos into a tier list. First off, we got Steph and Seth Curry. S tier. Seth Curry is also yeah. one of the greater, I don't want to say greatest three-point shooter of all time because that sounds weird, but he is also like one of the, he's one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA and Steph is, he's Steph. What else can I say? Yeah, yeah. They got to they gotta be S tier. They're, they're just standard. Yeah. Next up, we have Giannis and his brother Thanasis. Hey, you these guys, whichever one you want. Listen, I understand Giannis is where he's at. Thanasis is literally the worst player in the <laughs> NBA, and might be the worst player to come through the NBA in the last decade. This it's a D tier or or low D tier. Damn Giannis. Okay, I, it's the have you seen Thanasis play basketball? Down? Yes, I have, and I ain't gonna lie. Damn it, Donovan, you may be right. He may be D tier. Damn. I think they should be C because they have the top pinnacle and the bottom. They're yes. right in the middle. It now, balances out. No, 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 no. The Nassis is worse though. at basketball than Giannis is good at basketball. It's not even close. It's no. not close. But what about this the other brothers, nuts. though? He has Alex Thinakumpo, all right? And he's kind of okay, too. He's in the G League. And he's still better than Thanasis. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen enough. D tier for the Antetokounmpo boys. Oh my gosh! Sorry, <laughs> what about? Listen, shout out, shout out, Marcus family. Morris, <laughs> Marcus Morris and Markeith. Now this is a real like C tier. They're like this is any brother's dream. 
but they're twins, and that's kind of cool. So like B tier. And they played on the same team, bro. So like, and they're actually like they both have respectable NBA careers and played important parts to a ton of like random ass NBA teams. He was one of them were bomb yeah, for the Knicks a couple years ago. Donovan averaging I know, like that's eighteen, what, that's had an out of body experience. It was incredible. Well, listen, there was, was nobody, there, there was nobody else on that team, so it's it's completely fine. <laughs> I think this is quintessential C tier. Just both solid role players for a decade. That's yeah. what you want as a C tier duo. Yeah. I love those brothers. <laughs> Alright, next one. The Thompson twins. Off of vibes alone, I think I have to go A. Oh my god. <laughs> vibes alone. They're the coolest duo here. I think in Everybody terms loves of- them. Nobody has had a bad word to say about them. That is true. I, obviously, <laughs> obviously they they've played six games, but like still. <laughs> they're on their way. <laughs> I think where you going, Mo? They deserve to be in B tier because the potential Probably. is absurd for the both of them. There's a clear pathway for success on both of their teams, and they're also very cool guys. You know what I'm saying? So I think they should be B tier. <laughs> yeah, realistically, they should be like F because they played six games and <laughs> landing it. But I like them a lot more than I like the Markeith and Marcus twins. I'm cool with them being B just because we like them. Yeah, that's what we're about. Yeah, vibes. <laughs> yeah, don't don't look for consistency here. We're just doing it off of vibes. 100%. <laughs> and I don't want to see any comments about it either because they're just undeniably cool and you're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, the Gasol brothers. Mm, now, this is an A tier. This might or be... could it be this, S no, actually? No, this is going to be S tier. This is going to be S tier. This the is... Kill, that's the Lopez brothers. <laughs> 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 okay, there we go. Yeah, I think uh, it has to be S tier. Powell's in the Hall of Fame. Gasol, maybe. Listen, considering what the Hall of Fame is, Mark may be able to get there. DPOY, this is S tier. Gotta be S tier. Listen, if you have a Hall of Famer, you're S tier unless the Nassus is on your team too. But other than that, Hall of Famer makes you S tier. Ah, man, yeah. The Gasols are solidified in NBA history. Nice. All right, next up, Lonzo and LaMelo. Oh, man, this is so weird, but they might have to be A tier. The hype was generational, never seen before. And the fact that one of them lived up to it and everyone was saying since they were younger, LaMelo is going to be that guy. And he turned up being that guy faces the franchise. Yo, this might have to be an A tier. You got an all star and a really good role player. That that feels like A tier to me. Yeah, exactly. New year, new me. Same me, though. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what that means. Have you never seen that, that LaMelo clip? I don't think so. Oh You're not God. into with the culture. You know what LaMelo clip I have seen? His really awful Puma commercial where he's getting oh a haircut and he's like, bruh, I'm, I'm literally him. <laughs> <laughs> I was in that. I was in that. What we need to do, uh, we need to go back and watch all those, all those old episodes of Ball in the Family. That was peak Facebook TV. That was, that was great. That was great stuff. <laughs> You didn't ever want to I'm put literally him. him. <laughs> you didn't ever want to make me put him at an S tier because of the Facebook TV stuff, Donovan. Never seen before. No, that PT. stuff was iconic. Prime time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, the Lopez brothers. This is a solid B tier. B tier. B tier. Yeah. Yeah, I think and that makes I think, sense. I, mean, yeah. I don't know if the nah. If the if the Ball brothers are A, why wouldn't the Lopez brothers also be A? Brick was an all-star as well. Because they're not that cool. And <laughs> Robin Lopez has never been 
the, no, the potential Robert just Lopez never started there. Bro, what is Wait, a good starter? Seven good points starter on the Blazers? Was who peak Robin Lopez as good as peak Lonzo Ball? Peak Lonzo Ball existed for 25 games. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Robin Lopez was good. Uh, I don't uh, know, man. Listen, you said earlier, don't look for consistency. They're at B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are we are not putting them there. Bro, like yeah, Robin said, Lopez is good, but I don't think he wants oh, but you to know what? be an A tier. I did wait, wait, wait. I did forget though. Robin Lopez, he be out here fighting mascots all the time. And he be choking people out. Yeah. <laughs> what? He's he's about Robin that. Lopez we have to put them in A. We have to put them in A. All right, Lopez brothers are an A. <laughs> this man right, is a professional wrestler at the same time. Cool. <laughs> professional wrestler. <laughs> All right, next up we got Zoran and Goran Dragic. Oh man, this brother. Who, this is F, brother. Who's his brother? This is F. I know Zoran. <laughs> the Zoran be hooping. Zoran. He's a demon no, on the court. I swear to God, I see, bro. I seen it. That man does not play. And Goran Dragic, he is nice too. But compared to the list, ain't it? Zoran what do Dragic. you know? What do you know about Zoran Dragic? Listen, that we listen, don't know. What listen. have you experienced firsthand? I love how you said Zoran is a demon and Goran's just all right. Like, yeah. Listen, first and foremost, the name Zoran is is fucking insane. That is a cool ass fuck. name. That's a badass name. That is like level ten. <laughs> that is level ten boss name, bro. That that name belongs in Dragon so why Ball is Z. He F? So why is he F? Because he's Zoran Dragic and he's never had any real motion in the NBA. But overseas, though, no he motion. was like that. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Okay. All right. What about the Wagner brothers, Franz and Mo? C tier? I think they could be in yeah. B tier. But Franz has no. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that. Mo's not very good. I think Mo should. Yeah. I, think they, I think they should be in C. Yeah, Franz is him, Franz, but Mo's not picking up the slack. Yeah, until Franz makes an All Star team or something like that, or averages twenty points per game or something like that, like they may have to be in C. But listen, but you if okay. you get them in international ball, Mo Mo's balling. Oh, Mo hoops. Yeah, World Cup Mo is different. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, last C, one, CT is fine. Yes, he's fine. Last one, Drew Holiday and Justin Holiday. You actually had to put. They have another one, another holiday. Aaron, brother. Aaron, but oh, I guess we're only doing duos. Sorry, Aaron. Yeah, we're doing duos. Yeah, fuck off, Aaron. <laughs> Justin, <laughs> <laughs> Justin uh, and Drew. Where are we ranking them? Drew is B-tier? nice, man. B tier. Uh, Drew's an all star. Oh, I guess I they gotta be A. Yeah, he's a champion too. Yeah, they gotta be A. Drew, Drew's doing a hard carry here, but he's gonna have to get them to A. Well, what does Aaron uh, do? He plays no, in the NBA. Justin. Or Justin. <laughs> Justin. He's what a solid Justin 3 and D do? wing that does more 3 than D, and the 3 is only there sometimes. So he's a fake shooter. Yep. I hate that, bro. <laughs> Put him in F. <laughs> <laughs> no, Justin's solid. He's a fine role player, I guess, for your bench. <laughs> he's a height. He's a height. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. This is the tier list. Any corrections we need to make? I think this I is. I feel solid about this. Yeah, yeah this is actually pretty good. This might be one Low of key, our I best tier should... lists. Yeah, uh, only consideration I'd have is maybe the Thompson Twins should be S tier. All right, let's roll. Other than that, now. I think it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Munch. Let's slow down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, that's the tier list. 
Uh, we can move on. Oh, Nikhil pulled up Zoran Dragic stats. Let's look at these stats. Uh, minus one, minus negative point one win shares. Woo. One point eight points per game. Point five rebounds and point three of steals. Pepe Sanchez reincarnated. <laughs> <laughs> we found another, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> this one didn't make the finals. Uh, man. Now listen, look up them Slovenia stats, and I promise you, you gonna see that boy be moving different. <laughs> uh, I'm just Mo kidding. Don't really do that. Twenty-one percent field goal. <laughs> Mo saw his twenty-one percent field goal percentage. It was like demon time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's hilarious. All right, he played in the World Cup this past year. 10 points, 12 points, 10 points, 5 points, 7 points. He hoops, uh, man. Adblock is selling us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can move on. So next thing we're going to do, I think Mo has some signature shoes to show us that we're going to rate. I haven't done this in a while. We love to rate some drip. Rate these NBA signature <laughs> shoes from 1 to 10. Okay, straight to the hook. All right, let's jump right into it. <laughs> First up, these are Scoot Henderson shoes. We got the Puma Scoot Zeros. How do he you has his own signature one? Yeah, what? Yeah, man. Is that a, so? Okay, so when I'm past the shock of Scoot having a shoe, this is kind of hard. I kind of like that little fire decal on the side. Ooh. They're not bad. Po- Listen, Puma needs to step up the game because these look exactly like Lamelo Ball shoes. Yeah, I was gonna say that these are Lamelo knockoffs for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, this is, this is their brand identity for the most part. It's just copy yeah. and paste. They're just copying homework and changing like two two words. Like this is. <laughs> This is lazy. <laughs> Listen, the fire, the fire, and the S on the tongue. I think it's if you're gonna be in the same vein, this is a cool little individual version of it. I'll go seven. In yeah, a vacuum, sure. it's a six. But if you think about it, in like in the context of Puma basketball, this is really like a four. Damn, <laughs> you have high originality. Yeah, they're boring. I've seen. I've literally <laughs> seen them do this before. Hater. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like them. All right, what's next? Shout out, Scoot. <laughs> yeah, they're hard. Ooh, next up we got the Curry 11s. I've never liked Curry's. Like, I feel like maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just not a fan of them, but I think every Curry is ugly as hell. They've gotten a little bit better, but these aren't the ones that have gotten a little bit better. I can't. I <laughs> these can't, are running shoes, bro. I these can't rock are with fantastic these. for high school gym teachers. These are putting up <laughs> wilt numbers in high school gym, bro, for real. But if you're actual, if you're actually hooping in these, I just don't see the vision for, for vision for you at all. Yeah, I just, if I feel sorry, like sorry. I'm looking at a guy who just walked out of Whole Foods with like a smoothie bowl going to a Zumba class, like this just feels <laughs> this doesn't feel like a hooping shoe. Yeah, Which I one is imagine. this? Is the Curry Eleven? Yeah. They they need to hurry up and make the twelve. They need they need to. <laughs> <laughs> this is not it. Yeah, Fast man. forward, take a take a leap year, <laughs> a gap year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll go four. I think I don't. I don't like them. This is a I'll, five. This is okay. This is just very yeah, say boring. Five. You could put a sketch yeah, stamp in this, and I just think it's a hike still. It <laughs> Ooh, these are hard. Next what? up, we got the LeBron Twenty Ones. I is like this, them. Wow, this is, is like, this a, it's like a suede colorway. It's like yeah, a new book. I, I fuck with this. These are hard as hell. This feels like it would be an old school Kobe almost. Like I, I like these. I'm very confused. It looks like a carpet from the 70s. <laughs> Is your first oh. time seeing Wade? <laughs> yeah. I mean, on a on a basketball shoe? Yeah, maybe. But these I'll give this a cool 7. I like these. It's not bad though. It's not bad. It the LeBron 20 honestly like the 20 and the 21, 
those are two of my favorite LeBrons in terms of like recent stuff. I think they got kind of bad around like 17, 18 when they were just trying to make, you know, old man they basketball had some rough shoes. Years. Yeah. yeah. They, 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 they were just trying to protect his feet. Now he's trying to get back to like to drippy. I like this. Yeah. I give, yeah, I give it a, hard to a sell nice a new gen. eight. That's a great yeah, score some, for these. Thank you. They had some years where they were giving LeBron like big tortoise shell shoes. So I'm glad to see they're back. They're making him look confident. No, yeah. Tortoise shell shoes. They built shoes for him as if he was a fucking firefighter. Let's be honest here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, could go through, you can go through hell with those shoes. But with these, these are damn near. These remind me of like magic carpet type vibes. Like I can just glide and fly through anywhere and be that guy with these. <laughs> these are hard. Yeah, strong seven. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got the Dame Eights. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, no. He should have left Adidas for this. This is, this is a fire offense. What? Ugh. It looks like somebody got those old Griffies that everybody wore in middle school and just made like a really bad version of those. Ugh, these man. are awful. Dame, what are we Where doing? Where do I begin? The strap garbage the midsole garbage the three stripes on the side hot garbage the toe box copying the ogpd <laughs> everything about this is unoriginal or trash talk to him this is talk why it's not good yeah, this, this, this is shoe is signal single-handedly the reason why damian lillard has fallen off this year bro it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> this shoe is why he's not running the pick and roll with Giannis enough <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's atrocious it. yeah three <laughs> this is a two man <laughs> oh next up we got the Don Fives mm, this is Don for Mitchell yeah huh. fall off from hell let's just say it let's be real yeah, yeah he's his, had his better are, models in the past his early ones were, were very cool but it's not like yeah. trash though uh, it looks it's not. Like, this feels to me like they're trying too hard to be modern all these like ovals on the side these little pod looking things yeah. it looks like they're trying to make a shoe from iRobot Mm, that's an Facts. accurate description. It's a little better it's not than horrible, but it's also eh. it's a little better than like the mint. I'm gonna get it on my Keith Lee. This is a 5.3 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all right, Mid not quite shoe. a hit, but it's not the worst miss either. Mid shoe for sure. All right, all right what's next? Next up, we got the Zion threes. These look like Martin shoes, Martian shoes. If I ever seen them. <laughs> They for sure this glow in the dark. shit for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. This He's, looks like those ZO2s, the first shoe that Lonzo had when they were breaking every time he wore them. <laughs> yeah, they look so Shout breakable. Shout out to ZO2s. These shoes don't fit. I'm, no, these, not, yeah, I'm, not, these, I'm not rocking with them. Yeah, it's just, listen, we've seen a lot of Kobe ripoffs over the last five to ten years. This is another another one in the long line of them. Not a fan. And Some out super, of people who need bulky shoes, Zion is one of them. They need to, they need to get him... The toughest shoe that they have. Then you get him some Tims. <laughs> <laughs> His last signature shoe damn near looked like those, bro. He could kick down houses with them hoes, but with this, right. look like he'd be kicking no. down icicles with them. Like they just don't I don't know. <laughs> they don't they don't sit right with me. This colorway is also not doing any justice. This is a, this looks like fucking track cleats. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's hard. If there are track cleats, these would be hard. But sadly, it's back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man, what's next? Uh, the next up, the Trey Young threes. Okay, these are top hard. part. Top part of them. These hard. are hard. 
I'm not a huge fan of the soul. I think that the soul is doing too much, but it's not terrible. It's just not for me. No, no, no. This it's just soul not is for me. hard. It's just not for me. It's not my taste. Listen, they're blatantly ripping off Yeezys and Kanye's vibe, but I don't care. This is hard. That like geo, the geological looking soul with all the lines, that is tough. Bro. Now, they're, they're tricking y'all with that. They, they got the stuff. Bro, the, I, I am in love with the soul. You see the soul? That's the shit you be seeing on. It's hard, bro. On TV when they be predicting the weather, bro. Meteorologist type vibes. <laughs> this is hard. Yeah. Are you kidding me? This yeah. is Iceman. This is Ice trade. This is hard. This is how you make a unique shoe that feels like it has personality without doing too much. I'm gonna give it a nine. I like this a lot. Yeah, these are. This is the best shoe we've seen so far. I think this is a ten. I'm a hate. Normally, Trey Young shoes are trash too, so this is quite the come up. Yeah, I'm a hate. Exactly. Set seven. <laughs> <laughs> not even that. Uh, not even that bad of a hating job. <laughs> well, compared to you guys, it is, it is better. It is better than a lot of the stuff that we've seen. So that's why I had to give it. Trey Young twos are horrific. So this is quite the come up. Yeah. <laughs> next, next up, we got the Spencer Dinwiddie. I did not fumble he has a the shoe? DVDs. These are called DVD slash CDs. Why? I don't know. Okay. I can't, I can't stand Spencer Dinwiddie, man. I really I really can't. DVDs <laughs> slash CDs. That's okay. what they're called. He's okay. He's he yeah, I mean, is I gotta doing take a too much. To <laughs> I gotta take a second to think about the fact that Spencer Dinwiddie has a shoe. This is news to me. <laughs> Outside of that. It's all right, I guess. It kind of looks like a Nike Air Max. It's fine. Mm. What happened to the game I love? Right? <laughs> Why does Spencer Dinwiddie have a shoe? Why are we uh, doing this? Who thinks that who, who thinks that Spencer Dinwiddie <laughs> is moving units like this to where he the can IG get a shoe? The IG threes? No, that is hard. I love it. <laughs> all right, let me cook real quick. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I give it a five. It's just average. It's whatever. Now, this, this is like bad. a three. These are made not for basketball players, but for 60-year-old women who, t- who are taking their yeah. brisk walk every morning. Yeah, it looks like speed walking shoes. Like yeah. their retirement homes and they walk around the mall like in Better Call Saul. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ladies. Just like oh, on the mod, That or I'm that. fucking hitting the driving range golfing. <laughs> they do look like some golf shoes. Yeah. <laughs> this is the shoe of a dad. Four. I'll, I'll lower my score. I'll go three. This is a two, man. <laughs> Keep one up each other. <laughs> I think I give it a zero. How about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do uh, better. Get this off of my screen. Get this off of my screen for a yak. This is the last one. That's yeah. funny. That's great. I, I love a good shoe TikTok. We haven't done enough of those lately. Next thing we're gonna do though, we're gonna go back to basketball. I'm gonna show you guys some graphics of three players, and we're gonna do a good old fashioned start bench cut. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yep. Bread and butter of basketball discourse, clickbait shit online. We've, we've all seen the tweets that when shit like NBA Central is farming for engagement in the offseason. We're no better than them. We're going to do it today. It's about time. <laughs> Let's go. We're not it. above any type of engagement farming. Let's <laughs> That's disappoint the the some people. It's our turn now. <laughs> so, NBA start bench cut. First off, Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, and Luka Doncic. Mm. This, this should be a very clear order, Mo. Okay, uh, okay, Mo. I'm gonna say it, and we're going Three. with Luca. There we go. Okay, we're starting Luca. We're yep. benching Joel, and we're cutting KD. Oh, that sounds so. That's easy for you. Are y'all hard. not with me? This I mean, man, well, I'm definitely starting Luca. Yeah, I'm starting Luca. 
Kevin Durant versus Embiid is like not an easy choice for me. It's it dep- I, I'm I'm not benching I'm not benching Joel and we can send the old man home. We can send KD off into you know he could go play at, at the basketball YMCA. He could play <laughs> he could play with Chris Brickley, drop thirty there. I think Chris right Brickley. now though, I think I would still rather have Joel Embiid over KD. If my goal is to like win the scoring title, yeah, I'd rather have Joel Embiid. If I'm playing for the playoffs and I'm trying to build a championship team, I might still pick KD over him. It's not an easy choice. Hmm. See, this is hard, and I hate that I have to be the tiebreaker for this shit. But Joel Embiid has been fucking hooping, and he might trick me for the fourth, fifth straight year, bro. So with that being said, I have to pick Joel Embiid over KD. KD getting cut. Sorry. Eventually, y'all are gonna realize he's big hardened, and every off, every playoffs, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna make you pay for relieving him. Yeah. I will be tricked again. Yeah, <laughs> big hardened been averaging thirty two and ten this regular season, bro. Trick me once more, please. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you fool me once, shame on me. You fool me twice, can't get fooled again. <laughs> it's not happening to me. It's not happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Quoting George Bush is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> yeah, man. I love it. All right. Next up, Anthony Simons, Tyler Hero, and Jordan Poole. Ooh, man. This is pretty easy. Easier than the last one. So I'm assuming Donovan would like to start Anthony Simons. All right. Jordan Poole, sorry, sure? my man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think the ceiling is probably a little bit higher for Anthony Simons. Uh, I'm tacking on athleticism for that. I have to bench Tyler. I'm starting Hero. Tyler Hero. Thank I'm you. starting Tyler Hero. You're Thank starting you. Tyler. I am. He's yes. so much more proven than Anthony Simons. Yes. Listen, I what get it. Is it? I, I, under, so I understand. The you, Isaac, you know the reason. You know why he doesn't want to do it, and I get <laughs> it. You don't want to put the white guy ahead of the black guy. I understand. <laughs> right? You don't want to give him the props, but he's a hooper. And I'm starting Tyler Hero. I'm benching Anthony Simons, and I will let wow. Jordan Poole off the team, and he can go do whatever he wants. Yeah, listen, I've seen the picture of Tyler Hero with his braids in. I thought it was corny too. He's whack. <laughs> He's better than Anthony Simons, though. <laughs> it's the uh, truth. Ah man, no, I, I gotta rock with Ant for this one, bro. Ant's going to end up being the better player in his NBA career. Stamp that shit. I like okay. I like how we can all agree that Jordan Poole's getting cut. Yeah, <laughs> no one even said a word about him. I'm sorry, like it is what it is. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> sorry, sorry, man. <laughs> My bad. Those numbers are right, disgusting up, in Washington. <laughs> next up, we got De'Aaron Fox, Jamal Murray, and Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, this is tough. Tough. This is Some tough. feelings are gonna get hurt, man. But I think. A non-negotiable is that Tyrese Halliburton is not getting cut. He can't get cut. I think he's getting started for sure. Same. Same here. I'm happy we're on the same and page. And I think... I know, I I know where you're going. I might have to cut Jamal Murray. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going to go. I don't know. I mean, listen, if only one of them has the luxury of playing next to the best player in the world... I don't know if that makes him better than De'Aaron Fox. Would Jamal Murray have the ability to lead a team and? To lead a team like the Sacramento Kings, maybe, possibly, but would would De'Aaron Fox have the ability to rise in the playoffs like Jamal Murray if he played next to Nikola Jokic? I think so. It depends on what I you mean, value. Listen, I might listen if you put, De'Aaron. if you give Jamal Murray his own team 
with another all-star. Can he lead a team to a first-round playoff exit? Yeah, he could do that. <laughs> so it's like, it's it's really hard. It's really hard. So like, I think I might keep Jamal just because, and I'm sorry, Darren, you just haven't been there. Jamal, you just won the ring. I'm going to bench yeah. you and Darren, I'm sorry. You got to get cut. I can't hate you for that. Jamal is literally proven. There's none. His 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 NBA resume is solidified, bro. But he hasn't made right, an All Star team. God, bro, it's so weird. But yeah, yeah. I guess we're keeping Jamal. Sorry, Darren. I tried for the first time. I was the one trying to defend you. How the turntables? <laughs> that's that's why I was shocked. <laughs> that's nice. Next thing we got, I think I believe this is the last thing before we get out of here. Okay, no. we're gonna talk about another quintessential quick bait topic we're going to talk about nba players and whether or not they deserve to be in the hall of fame when they retire oh we're gonna have so so many just different standards that's yep. very very different this is already gonna gonna make me mad and i know the first person who's gonna be on this list so let's get into it <laughs> let's get into kyle it. lowry that's what you're thinking kyle lowry is a tired we've all we've all talked about that to death kyle lowry's not on this list Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> you you care about my mental health. I know so many. I, re- I really do care. List. I really do appreciate and I you. I didn't even that. see it yet. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> does this NBA player deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? First off, Jimmy Butler. Ooh wee. Yeah, Jimmy Butler has never won anything of real significance in his NBA career. He's but gotten at there the twice. Same though. time, bro, going to the NBA Finals twice. When he wasn't expected to whatsoever, that might have to warrant you yeah. in that you're in NBA history. Five All NBA teams is a lot. Yeah, listen, five time All Defense is a lot, and a whole you, lot. Listen, you put that with the All Stars, and there's a whole there's a whole bunch of guys in the Hall of Fame who haven't won championships. Jimmy Butler, he deserves to make it, but if he comes out there and tries to troll with his Hall of Fame bus with something stupid like this. We're kicking him off immediately. <laughs> kicking him off? Hell no. Nah. I should I will be front row of this Hall of Fame speech, bro. Singing with him. Whatever he wants. I, whatever whatever joke that he's pulling that year, I'm going to be right there riding with him, bro. I need it. He's going to show up getting his bus with a Jeremy Lin mohawk. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, no. Andre Iguodala. Mm. No. No. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No yeah, no. Can't, can't do it. Can't yeah, do no. it. The you highlight of his career. jersey retired by the Warriors. You For do sure. not belong in the Hall of Fame. All right. For sure. You, we can't do it. He'd be the only finals MVP that doesn't make it. And that is He should have won fine. it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> he stole it. Congratulations. <laughs> you have held LeBron James to 35 points per game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Iggy's great. Like you said, he should be in the Warriors Hall of Fame. He should have his jersey retired, but we should probably have a little higher standards for individual performance yeah. in this for the Hall of Fame. Never making an all-NBA team, but yet somehow finding a way to win a finals MVP is outrageous. Yeah, I think it's a great accomplishment for him. Like To be a non-star in that stage of his career and win a finals MVP is like wildly impressive. But I think you should take that and just like let that be the accomplishments. Yeah. I think he's <laughs> in the Hall of Fame for top tier role players fucking ever who maximize their potential, bro. And just slipped into slip into success for sure. That's a very specific Hall of Fame we're putting in a minute. Yes, it is. <laughs> and he is the face of that. 
<laughs> Top tier role players who maximize their whole words. Andre Iguodala, the poster boy for it. Next that. up. Next up, DeMar DeRozan. No. No. <laughs> what are we talking about? No. <laughs> Sorry. No, he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I know. I mean, six All-Stars. I don't Who even know what stop? else to say. That's a the most remarkable part of DeMar DeRozan's career is seeing him be demoralized back in 2018 when they called Toronto LeBronto. No one cares. <laughs> He's been good for a long time. I mean, listen, it's not its not the hardest Hall of Fame to get into. Good for you. You're not a Hall of Famer. If you think, <laughs> listen, the Hall of Fame, and I understand, right? The standards are more laxed. But the Hall of Fame is for the greatest players of all yeah. time. And if you think that DeMar DeRozan is one of the greatest <laughs> NBA players of all time, we cannot talk basketball. I, I feel know, like I don't an ass when I say this, but... If DeMar DeRozan ever existed, never existed, the NBA would be exactly the same. Nothing changes. I right. I agree. DeMar, nothing. DeMar DeRozan, you don't like, make the cut. My bad. Yeah. That's you. <laughs> I love the game, though. Next up. Next up, Kyrie Irving. Man, I mean, he, he, he's, oh, he's man. He's going to make it. Yeah. He's, he's going to make it. He's going to make it for sure. Would you vote for him to make it? Personally, I don't know. Well, yeah. If Jimmy Butler gets in, Kyrie Irving has to get in. Mm. Yeah. Three-time All-NBA, it's not as much as Jimmy, but that's a good amount. And to have a ring and to be a, a central part of that ring, yeah, it's, it's probably enough. And Being, to be a rookie yeah. of the year. Yeah. yeah. Rookie of the year, having one of the most, probably the most impressive ring of all time. Being rookie of the year and all that, I think it goes a long way. It overlooks yeah. like, and it'll probably get to Arena's career. I don't think he'll get another All-NBA team, but he'll probably get to nine All-Stars or so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I can get with that. Yeah. And also, he's beloved. He'll comfortably get in. The impact is crazy for Kyrie, bro. He's, he needs to get yeah, in. Yeah, he's... He, <laughs> off a of clout, he's Truly. Get <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Blake Griffin. Also no. five-time All-NBA. I understand what we said about Jimmy Butler. Blake Griffin cannot make the, the Hall of Fame. He can't do it. <laughs> Why not? He can't do it. Sorry, it's just, man. This is... He's the epitome of tricking people. You know? <laughs> what? I what? Just, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. What's, what's up with Blake Griffin, Hayes? What do you mean? First of all, he tricked people in the dunk contest. He didn't jump over a car. He jumped over the hood. Lame. It was, <laughs> it was, bro- it was broadcasted so much like... Oh, like he was legitimately Superman. Like, bro, let's relax. You, you didn't, you didn't do what you said. Secondly, never made a conference finals. Kept getting bounced out in the second round. I think. Well, listen, T Mac never made the second round, so that's tough. Oh, uh, listen. Off of vibes alone, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. If 2018, yeah, just six Blake, with, yeah, just six All Stars with no playoff success is probably not enough, honestly. Yeah, five time no, exactly. NBA is crazy though. Exactly, that that is crazy. He's on the same he's on rule. Verge. Same rule applies when it comes to when I like I spoke about Demar Derozan. If Blake Griffin never existed in NBA history, the NBA would literally be the exact same. With no, I disagree with care. that. I I dis I disagree with that though. I I I actually, I, like. I actually do think that he means a little bit. One, the most successful period. Well, I guess the mo- yeah. I guess like one of the most successful periods in Clippers history comes comes with Blake Griffin. I think Blake Griffin is one of the most athletic 
fours that we've ever seen in the game. I think that I think that he was a part of, of this era where like even though that the playoff success wasn't there, people talk about like the Kawhi and PG trade kind of putting the Clippers on the map. I really do want to give Lob City their credit. And I think that there's a lot of other teams and eras in NBA history that are as like beloved or remembered that are just as accomplished as the Lob City Clippers. And I think it's like, I, I think it is a uh, like a low-key, like important time. <laughs> okay, That's cool. Lob City soapbox. <laughs> That's cool. We're talking about NBA Hall of Fame. Nobody cares. This is about the Clippers. Nobody cares. No, I I agree. I agree with Donovan, you on that. I Donovan, agree with you on that. Mouth. I agree with <laughs> you. My bad. My bad. You're talking bad. good about the Clippers. Yeah. No, I didn't. Get out of first off, I didn't say anything and good. I didn't say anything good. I was just saying the truth. I'm just what they were. I agree that Blake shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> but I disagree that like he doesn't mean anything to the NBA. 20, 2018, yeah. Blake Griffin was special though. I'll leave it at that. We got Donovan doing pro pro Clippers propaganda. You've changed. I got. I have to get what back time? to my roots. I'm sorry. What does the world you come? You fucking to? betrayed me. <laughs> Listen, come Can't come back next this. week. Come back next week because right now the Clippers are 0 2 James Harden and we have agendas to push. So I will be back. I'll be back next week. We're giving it a week. We're giving it six, three more games. <laughs> All right. Next up, Bradley Beal. Man, give oh, hell no. Should never be the of thing. God, hell no. What's the next one? Hell I'm, I'm not no. entertaining that. Paul George. <laughs> This is hard, man. MVP PG was a real thing. He's provided us with quality memes. No, it wasn't. It literally wasn't. It literally wasn't. He was Bro. third. He was stop it. He barely got on to the podium, and he's like, "Oh yeah, my MVP season." You didn't win the MVP. You're, that's not your MVP Devin season. Devin Booker finished Stop third that. in MVP voting. We don't call Stop him MVP that. Devin Booker. Oh my gosh, bro. You guys are such haters. You're what telling me. Okay. No, I think Paul George makes it, but not because he was third in MVP voting one time. That's not why. Listen. I think longevity, eight All-Stars is a lot, six All-NBAs is a lot. Legitimately one of the most talented players in the league for a decade. And let's talk about the influence as well. The influence is also heavily propping up propping him up okay listen and listen just I because we have impact Brad, brandon miller has done such a harm to discourse about paul george <laughs> 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 he now he's ai because brandon miller loves him Fuck. <laughs> hey, look man it's because he has a little swivel to his hip and he can dribble the ball really low while he's while he's still so tall you can't hate thank god no, I, lo- I love paul george he's i think he's in yeah he'll make it that's a shame though <laughs> it's, it's a, a shame, shame. <laughs> hater shame. hater Next up, Derrick Rose. I'm no, crying, man. He won't make it in. He won't, <sighs> he, won't, he won't make it in. You have, listen, he has two and a half years of like Derrick Rose-ness. And then the injury happens. I can't, I can't see him making the Hall of Fame. He'd be the only MVP to not make it. Sucks to yeah. suck. But like, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't do it for three full years. I can't. I can't subscribe to that. Yeah, no. Nah, Derrick Rose nope. definitely does not deserve to be a Hall of Famer, sadly. He's done nothing outside of the MVP, and this fucking prime was just... He didn't even hit his prime. People keep saying prime, prime D. Rose. That was never prime That's the D-Rose. craziest part, bro. The fact he never hit his prime is crazy. Yeah. I could see a lot of voters wanting to make like an exception for him where he's like, he's the guy that gets in without a whole... He's the guy that gets in without longevity. 
I wouldn't be shocked, but he probably doesn't deserve it. I wouldn't hate it. His influence back then was fucking insane. One of the he has one of the most insane fan bases to memory, but you know, sadly, he just hasn't done enough. Yeah, to no fault of his own. All right, that's the last name we got, and that is the end of the episode, people. Donovan, if people are still here, what should they comment? Comment Clippers hate is on the way, <laughs> and comment phase two. Oh, actually, no. How do I phrase this? New era TD three. Yep. Yeah, we'll do that. Yep, comment that. Comment Let's new era TD3 is about to go crazy. Yeah, but understand, understand, Clippers hate is on the way. I need y'all to know. I'm still me. <laughs> okay, I'm still true to myself and my core values. Okay? Clippers wow. hate is on the way. We love to see love you, it, man. See y'all later. See Peace. y'all. <laughs>